This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Beginning. Welcome to the midweek point of Wednesday with the Preston and Steve program. And the board just died, and I can't hit the sound effect to start <laughs> oh the. God. And and this everything is going to remain fine. at this level too. I can't even turn it down. Like the board <laughs> has completely shut down. I have no control of the volume of music. Well, won't it make traffic more dramatic, Preston? Uh, okay, wait. There you go. Now it's back on. All right, yeah, right. yeah. All right, One let's thing. take a look at the weather. Now I can hit that button and the sound effect works. And there here you go. we go. All right. Uh, and now my weather forecast is not up here. Do oh, you know why? He's been under the board for an hour. I've been under the board for We've an been hour. having technical issues. <laughs> yeah. And normally Casey prints up my weather forecast. I know it's going to be really hot and humid. Yeah. It's going to be All around right. 90 degrees today. It's going to feel like it's over 100. We do have a chance of scattered showers. Cloudy skies to begin the day with. And looks like tomorrow's going to be even warmer. 93, same thing Friday and Saturday. We're not going to see any cooling temperatures until we get to Sunday, which will be 85. And we have a chance for rain each and every day, but scattered showers, the order of the day, and heat and humidity. Let's take a look at NJM Insurance Group traffic. Is your traffic screen working okay there, yes. Kev? Okay, all right, what's up? <laughs> uh, in Conshohocken, we have fire department activity along uh, River Road, Route 23, both directions, east and westbound, between Balagamingo and 320 Swedeland Road closed. Uh, because of this fire department activity on the Schuylkill westbound at Slow Broad to Pashyank, that's through the construction zone. Uh, and then in Delaware, we've got a closure. Route 1 northbound between Route 13 and Route 40. That's an accident. Uh, Route 130 northbound at Union Avenue in Pensacola. Right lane closed. That's emergency construction. This traffic report brought to you by AAA Car Care. Now through Saturday only, general tires are buy three, get one free, and save on wheel alignment at AAA Car Care Centers. Details at AAA.com slash mycar. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And here we are, Wednesday, July 14th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Philadelphia police are investigating after a man was found dead outside near a McDonald's drive through window. It happened at 10 p.m. Tuesday at Torsdale and Erie Avenues in Frankfurt. Police officers responded to the scene after multiple uh, 911 calls were received of a stabbing. They found the 30-year-old victim lying on his back, unresponsive and bleeding heavily outside of the drive through window. He was stabbed in the shoulder, neck, and multiple times in the back. He was clutching several dollar bills in his hand, said Philadelphia Chief Inspector Scott Small. The victim was pronounced dead at the scene. Small says the victim used to live only a few miles from the McDonald's. Homicide detectives are working to determine a motive for the stabbing. Uh, police are re- reviewing surveillance video from the McDonald's and from other area businesses. People around Bucks County are taking stock of the damage after the unrelenting storm dumped torrential rain on the area, leading to what experts are calling a 100-year flood. The mayor of Ben Salem said he reached out to state representatives in an effort to secure state assistance after the destruction on Monday. At Lafayette Gardens condominiums in Ben Salem, residents returned on Tuesday morning to look for pets and medication. The building was too damaged for them to stay there overnight. Spray-painted X marks could be seen on doors all around the complex. They were put there by search and rescue 
crews. During the height of the flooding, as they went door to door to look for people trapped because the strong waters prevented doors from opening. Marine units making the rescues on Monday had to navigate through the water and dodge submerged cars after nearly 10 inches of rain fell. First responders rescued everyone and no injuries were reported. County, state and federal officials uh, toured the damage on Tuesday, hopeful that they can secure aid to help citizens. I was watching the news yesterday and there was, uh, I forget where they were in Bucks County, but there was a street that was flooded to a level that every time the cars went down, it would create a wave that would go into the front doors oh of all God, the houses. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. We've sent a letter to the governor asking him to declare an emergency, but we have to meet a dollar amount, said Republican State Senator Tom, uh, Tommy Tomlinson. Republic, Republican Congressman Brian Fitzpatrick was also on site, adding, if the state is granted the emergency declaration, then he can help with aid on the federal level. The Red Cross said Tuesday that uh, it is assisting roughly 100 county residents with shelters and essentials. A community resource center will be open in Ben Salem today inside the Maltese room behind the Cornwall's Fire Company. The center will be open from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Anyone whose home was flooded and has not yet received Red Cross assistance is encouraged to come to the center. Township officials think it's possible second floor residents of the Lafayette Gardens condos could return in the next couple of days, but many of those who lived on the first floor won't be as lucky. As the more contagious COVID Delta variant spreads, areas with low vaccination rates are seeing an uptick in cases, and that includes the Philadelphia region. The Delaware and Lehigh Valleys are in much better shape than other areas of the country, but as long as there are pockets of people unvaccinated, the risks continue. The tri-state area is seeing a concerning trend. COVID-19 numbers are still low, but the 6ABC data journalism team is reporting that the positivity rate in Pennsylvania jumped 8% over the past two weeks. It's up 50% in New Jersey. Jersey and 64% in Delaware. Philadelphia saw a 44% rise. The number of hospitalizations and deaths in our region remains low, but those numbers typically lag behind an increase in positive tests. Hospitalizations are up 20% in at least 12 other states. Arkansas, a state that has only 35% of people fully vaccinated, is seeing a a third surge of infections and hospitals are filling up. There are some upcoming vaccination events to encourage people to get their vaccination in our area. The Philadelphia Union is doing a special event Kids Kick COVID at the Keystone First Wellness and Opportunity Center. And then there are several other events in Chester and Yaden at the Delaware County Wellness Center. The COVID-19 call center number is 484-276-2100. Or you can visit delcopa.gov slash vax for dates and hours. In sports this morning. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit a home run in the All-State, All-Star game and brought home the game's MVP trophy. He crushed a pitch 468 feet through thin air in Denver and led the American League to a 5-2 win over the National League. For the Phillies, JT Realmuto ended a 40-year home run drought for the team. He hit a solo home run to right center field in the fifth inning of the game, and it was the first homer by a Phillies player in an All-Star game since Mike Schmidt hit one in Cleveland in 1981. Over the years, Greg Luzinski, DeGallon, and Johnny Kellison also hit home runs in the Midsummer Classic. 
Bill's right-hander, Zach Wheeler, struck out Matt Olsen to end the top of the ninth in his first All-Star appearance. Olsen was the only batter he faced. The Bills are off until Friday when they host the Miami Marlins in a doubleheader. And the NBA Finals continues tonight with the Milwaukee Bucks hosting the Phoenix Suns in Game 4 of the series. The Suns lead the Finals two games to one and tip off the schedule for 9 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thanks, Kat. Full rough start to the day here, technologically wise, but uh, we're getting work on it. We're reaching out to the engineers, and hopefully we can get some things straightened out. But <laughs> nonetheless, we'll try to be business as usual today. We have a few things happening. Uh, Fox Good Day is a regular Wednesday thing for us, so we'll check in with those guys. We get close to 8 o'clock. We also have a secret text word, a prize today, a chance to win a digital download of Mortal Kombat. Ah. So, yeah, just text the word three nine three. Text the word secret three nine three three three. We send a word back to you. We'll ask you to call in with that word later on. Designated caller wins, and then we'll grab a random text or two. So a few ways for you to win. And don't forget, a shorter week this week. And word of the week is uh, five hundred dollars, as courtesy of Sony Pictures Escape Room Tournament of Champions and ten person private escape room at each of the four rooms at Bates Escape Rooms in Westchester. Fandango gift cards for you to see the movie. It's an eight hundred eighteen hundred fifty dollar prize altogether. So it's awesome. Sweet deal. So we'll give that away on Friday and you'll need the letter at the end of the program in order to get on board with that. So we have those things happening. We'll get into some other stuff when we return. We have the entertainment report. The Emmy nominations came out. We'll touch on those and we'll have a chance to win some goodies with the stupid questions. So hang in there. We'll be back in just a moment and we'll get our midweek day started in just a few together. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we're going to give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card for the stupid question. And this is one of those, I'm going to try to, I had a stretch where I was doing kind of cryptic movie questions. Yes, yeah. And I have one of those today. All right. Either you know the movie or don't, and I'm just going to ask the question. Where did the manure spreader jackknife? 215-263-WMMR. Okay, let's see if you know that answer. Where did the manure spreader jackknife? 215-263-WMMR is the number. I'm going to go through some birthdays. Wednesday, July 14th, while we have the answer. Uh, it's Matthew Fox's birthday. Uh-huh. Jack from Lost. He was great. Uh, that is a good question. You know what? We were, I think we were asking about him out loud not that long ago. A couple things. We've seen him. He did a few movies. I think he's appeared on a few TV series. He's He's working. Remember, not... remember when we called him in his hotel room? Yes. We do. <laughs> he was, he was in town. He was in an Eagles game, right? No, yeah. And, and he was actually pretty good, but didn't. Casey, somebody got a hold of the, the hotel room where he was. Didn't and... you just call and ask for his hotel room? I don't remember. I do not remember that, and I feel, I feel bad. I like it was so. like as simple as that. Like it wasn't under a fake name or anything. Yeah. But, but let's he... call him right now so I can apologize. <laughs> he did kind of 
he he, did, he didn't want to come on the air. He said no, right, but yeah. he was nice about it, right? Or... Maybe, uh, dude. I he was. He I was. remember clearly yeah. he was nice, whatsoever. but you're exactly right. He didn't want to come on the air, but he was pleasant. About he was like it. asleep. Yeah. And so come know, on, man. It was understood. Yeah. I'm not and like he... your dear friend Bradley Cooper. Right? He was from Party of Five. Right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Jennifer right. Love Hewitt. He's 55 today. Now we have another birthday today. And it comes with an email from a listener. Oh. So it is Rosie Greer's birthday today. Great Rosie Greer. Former NFL player, actor, now a minister. What is Rosie short for? Rosens. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. That's a good question. So anyway, uh, we got this email from Nick Keating. Uh, and he wrote in, uh, actually, he, it says it was addressed to Steve. And this came to us a year ago. What? It says, hello, Steve. I know you guys mention this every year. And somehow I hear this every year, tradition. But today is Rosie Greer's birthday. <laughs> and you guys mentioned that he was on the Brady Bunch. But unfortunately, he was not on the show. The person you're thinking of is Deacon Jones. That's it. He was on the show. But he mentions Rosie Greer's name. <laughs> Deacon was the one on the show, though. So, and and uh, he said, saw this online. So here's here's what it happens. He said the football coach, the unnamed high school coach at Westdale High, who later be Greg's coach, is running the program and has invited Los Angeles Rams defensive end Deacon Jones to help give the boys a few pointers during a tackling and blocking drill. Peters asked to help demonstrate a tackling play, and one of the kids he's trying to stop is one of those kids who helped instigate the teasing. The kid let slip that, quote, a canary can't stop him. Uh-huh. And then Jones steps in, and he tells the kids, gently, of course, that he sings, and he knows a few people who would dare call him a sissy and a canary. Uh, he then mentions other fearsome linemen who are also richly talented vocally. One-time teammate, Rosie Greer. There you go. Does needlepoint? Others are named. He needlepointed, too, but I don't think he mentions right, that right, in, right, in yeah. the episode. The kids are enlightened, and Peter gets his respect when he is able to stop him. God, I used to hate it when I got called a canary. Oh so there God, you yeah. go. So that's that's the whole thing behind Rosie, Rosie Greer, Greer and the tie-in hey, with the Brady Bunch. Rosie might be short for Roosevelt. It is. Okay. Yep. Well done. Uh, So Rosie Greer is 89 years old today. Uh, Vincent Pastore. Hey! From The Sopranos. Uh, So he's big pussy, right? Yes, yes. yes. He celebrates his 75th birthday today. Did they ever indicate on this show how he got his nickname? I think so. Yeah. Uh, But it just—it was funny because it just became commonplace. Like everybody would call him that. The kids, the wives. It didn't matter. Even away from the series. (laughs) Well, probably. Did his character have a large vagina? Wasn't that the whole thing? (laughs) That was not it. Yeah. No. He's he's 75 today. (laughs) All right. And then the last birthday. Is Conor McGregor? Oh, oh boy, just lost a match over the weekend. Did you see that leg oh, break? My God. No, I read oh. about it. But Don't watch it. Is it uh, horrible? It's, it's fine. Pre- it's for no, people it's who it's for fun. people who freak. It's not good. It's fine until they they still shot it. Then yeah, you yeah. see what happened to the ankle, and it's not fine. Did you just say it's fine? Mm-hmm. You hate stuff like I that. I know. I know. It, it, it's uh, it's not as bad as Anderson Silva because no. it didn't happen on a kick. It just happened on a step back. He just stepped back. Oh, no kidding. Uh, and it rolled and then went all the way. Yeah. Broken. Like in directions yes. it shouldn't go. Not wow. good. Is it completely broken? Was it a break or was it a... a... Yeah, it's a break. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're looking nice. at it. That's uh, nasty. Uh, uh, he yeah, is yeah. 33 today. Conor I wasn't sure because it's like kind of close to a, a, a joint. And right. But maybe there was a dislocation. Nah, it's a break. Yep. 
Uh, dude is rolling in money, by the way. So Absolutely, and we'll continue to as long as he like takes these bouts. That he'll be fine. Real quick, yeah. I, I have a question though. When uh, so when he fell and he knew he couldn't get back up, he was yelling something. Um, it's a Pistares. No, no, no. Like uh, he didn't want it to be a knockout. Like he was making sure that they said doctor an, decision or something like that. Some, so what? Does, yeah. But what does that mean in it, his it loss? Just qualifies that the loss is different. Like he actually didn't get knocked out. He was saying that the doctor called the fight. I'm, I'm not going to get this 100 percent right, yeah. but it was no. A, you're right. The um, I don't. It's, it's like not... I was wondering if it affects how much money he gets. Um, Interesting. No, I think, it's, I think no, it's a pride thing. It's a pride okay. thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. I didn't get knocked out, and therefore the, I lost because the doctor called the. Got it. Yeah, there was a guy uh, a couple of matches ago who got punched in the in the wiener, and he couldn't go on anymore. And it was it, it wasn't a TKO, wasn't a yeah. knockout, it wasn't you know anything along those lines. He was, called for a urologist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was but, a medical uh, decision. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean they, 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 the agreement up front, Kathy is. You know, they get what they get. You know, so it, yeah. It, in this case, they don't they don't enter that ring on the off chance they're not going to get. You know, they well, just... I know, but I mean, he would have gotten more money if he won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's a prize fight. Yeah, yeah. But, but that wasn't. But but it doesn't. Uh, it's he, pride. He did, yeah, it doesn't. That's what have, I was wondering. Not how you lose. You either yeah. you win or you lose. Yeah. But but as your record, when when they look back on his record, right. he doesn't want that to be known as a TKO. Okay. Or wants it to read like that. Yeah. Broken wiener. All right. So we'll see if we can answer the stupid question. Where did the manure spreader jackknife two one five two six three WMMR? I'm going to go to Glenn. Hey, Glenn. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Glenn. Where did the manure spreader jackknife? Up there on the Santa Ana. That's correct, yep. <laughs> Hang on a second, Glenn. Uh, that is from Fletch, and Glenn gets it right. We are going to give him a $50 Boatfish <laughs> Grill gift card. Uh, discovered their shrimp rangoon salmon wood grilled salmon topped with creamy shrimp rangoon and finished with a sweet chili sauce. Or their Key West tuna and pineapple glazed shrimp paired with a refreshing watermelon martini. You can visit bonefishgrill.com for all the details. All right, so the 2021 Emmy nominations dropped yesterday with the House of Mouse sitting pretty on top of the pile. Yeah. But to be fair, Disney also owns uh, its own streamer and Hulu and FX plus ABC. So no surprise, they beat the rest of the pack with 146 nods this year. Yeah. Uh, that total includes 71 for Disney Plus, 25 for Hulu, uh, 23 for ABC, 16 for FX, and more. Uh, HBO earned more than any other single platform with 130. And then uh, Netflix nipped in at its heels with 129. There's a lot of good stuff against a lot of good stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Crown and The Mandalorian earned 24 nominations each, with one division closely trailing at 23. That's awesome. Yeah. Lovecraft Country was next with 18 nominations. I have to start watching that. Uh, one notable nom was Oprah Winfrey. She earned one for her blockbuster interview with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Uh, so the 73rd Emmy Awards will be broadcast live on Sunday, September 19th, and that will be on CBS, and they have that beginning at 8 p.m. I can go down through the list if you there's want. Some, there's some cool ones, yeah. I'll do. A, I'll hit a few of them. Yeah, here. you know. Uh, so in the drama series, uh, we have some of our favorite shows on there. So The Boys on yeah. Amazon is is nominated. That's fantastic to hear. Uh, Bridgerton, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, Pose, and This Is Us. That's a lot of great shows. That's some some great stuff. I'd love to see something with The Mandalorian. But to be honest, of the whole pack, I would kind of love to see The Boys get it. 
You'd like to see something. You'd like to see the Mandalorian win the drama series. I I'm very happy that it's there, but I I, I almost I would love to see the boys get it because the boys is unlike anything else. Uh, in the comedy series, uh, you went to Blackish, Cobra Kai, yeah, nice. Emily in Paris, Hacks, The Flight Attendant, The Kaminsky Method, mm. Pen Fifteen, and Ted Lasso. It's all good stuff. Bunch yeah. of great shows. It's interesting they put so Cobra Kai under comedy. Because it, it floats through, it has funny moments, but it's, uh, it's there, more drama. Dram- or what they would call a dramedy. A dramedy, I guess, yeah. 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 I'm so. surprised Emily in Paris is in there. I watched it. It, it was good. It, I really liked it. Definitely looking forward to if there's another season, but just surprised that it would be nominated. You know, it's a great show, Hacks, but Hacks also has that Preston, that underlying tone of drama and the comedy mixing together. You know, right. there's some very touching episodes, so it's not straight up, you know, laugh a second. For a limited series, you have I May Destroy You, Mayor of Easttown, oh, wow. yeah. oh, cool. uh, The Queen's Gambit, uh, The Underground Railroad, and WandaVision. So, um, you know, I'd love to see Mayor of Easttown win. I'd love to see WandaVision win. I'll mention a few of the Mayor of Easttown since that's, you know, has a yeah. local tie here. Lead actress in a limited series, so Kate Winslet is up for that. Sure. Mayor of Easttown. Uh, for Best Supporting Actress in a Limited Series, Gene Smart for Mayor of Easttown. And Supporting Actor Limited Series, Evan Peters for Mayor great. of Easttown, too. Yeah. So a little bit of a local connection to that. So that's a few. And we can go into some of the other categories later on if we want to because there's a lot to unpack with that. Um, let's go to Ted Lasso for a moment. Jason Sudeikis is confused as well. He unloads in GQ's August issue admitting that when his partner Olivia Wilde, with whom he shares two children, decamped to be with Harry Styles mid-pandemic, it was a puzzler, (laughs) and he hopes to gain some insight into it one day. I wonder how that went down. He said, I'll have a better understanding of why in a year, and an even better one in two, and an even greater one in five, (laughs) and it'll go from being, you know, a book of my life to becoming a chapter to a paragraph, paragraph to a line to a word to a doodle. Uh, Wild and Styles made headlines not just because she uh, got together with Styles shortly after they split, but also because she's directing him in the movie Don't Worry, Darling, and because at 27 he's 10 years her junior. So are we getting the impression that she just sort of one day said, yeah. "I'm walking out." He's a little confused by. I it. like this guy. Goodbye. The 45 year old Sudeikis told GQ that the entire experience is something quote you either learn from or make excuses about. You take some responsibility for it. Hold yourself accountable for what you do, but then also endeavor to learn something beyond the obvious from that. Um, shortly thereafter, he made headlines of his own while accepting a Best Actor Emmy for uh, Ted Lasso in a tie-dye hoodie and giving a stuttering and incoherent speech that made some wonder if he was high or just really sad about the split. He said, I was neither high nor heartbroken. <laughs> so, yeah, it came off like, this is how I feel. I believe in moving forward, he said. I believe that he had no idea he was going to win. I believe he probably thought Eugene Levy was going to win. Right. To be, to, you know. And didn't the take the time to no. have anything ready to go. Okay. Some people have done that. Some people have sure. attended the Oscar Awards <laughs> completely sure they were not going to win. And then they win. And it's some of the greatest things to see them fumbling. Uh-huh. Well, they well, like the world is looking at you. What are you going to say now? And I could see that if you. Firmly believe, dude, there's yeah. no way I'm going to win. Right. Look at the people I'm up against. It may be a little depressing to prepare a speech that right. you will never deliver. You know what I mean? So you yeah. may just go, I'm not even going to put myself through that. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Why torture myself? So, <laughs> would you guys win the Wanamaker Award? It was uh, the, the Golden uh, Plate Award. What was that award? And mm. we were all there. 
And then you made us all take the podium and, and give a little speech. And I was like, I had no. You didn't tell me I had to prepare anything. <laughs> In front of people. Uh, yeah, I had no clue. Like, that... Claude Giroux was there. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. It. Were, yeah. were you dif- was it difficult for you? I didn't know I had to say. Well, you know, you want to say some stuff from the heart. The but... standard thing is to say, I'm humbled by this honor. I can't thank you enough for recognizing our efforts on the show. Thank you. Sit down. Boom. Yeah. I didn't do that. Yeah. I was like, nobody told me I had to come up here. I don't <laughs> the dinner rolls are really good here. I don't remember you making a fool of yourself. No, you. you're okay, well, that's fine. Good. I just, you know. I remember prepared. my dad got a good parking spot that day. That's what yeah. I, I yeah. remember your dad yeah. telling us all about him getting a great parking spot. He was very elaborate. He drove around for a while, and eventually he found the right one. It was free, yeah. of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let me tell you something. I got a Christmas tree in the trunk. Got it wow. from the park. A solid day for yeah. Tom. I'll tell you what I remember is uh, everyone kept forgetting Nick. At the end. Oh, that's right, yeah. And so when I uh, said thank you or whatever I said, I left Nick out. And right. so on purpose. Yeah, it got, it got a laugh. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yes, it was the uh, PPRA Gold Medal Award. Right. Where did I come up with Wanamaker? <laughs> it was was that where it was maybe no no was... <coughs> but you know what it's in the city and so is the Wanamaker yeah. 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 past Wanamaker we did <laughs> yes so all right anyhow uh he uh going back to Jason Sudeikis he'd also said that he and Wilde had developed the concept for Ted Lasso together huh uh it's about a football coach who experiences a falling out with his wife and he wondered if that led to their breakup he said I wonder if it's true he said I mean isn't uh that just a little bit of what Oprah was telling us for years and years, you know, manifestation, power of thought. That's the secret in reverse, you know. So he's kind of looking back and going, well, I don't really know what happened. So he's currently dating a page three girl. I think he's doing okay. Yeah. He would, uh, he is rebounded, apparently. Yeah, he has. But I mean, it's, listen, he had two children with her. Yeah, and it's it crushes that you. It, that it didn't uh, didn't work out. Yeah. yeah. So for, and, and if you can't quite put your finger on why it happened. Yeah. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen defeated yet another lawsuit from a subject that he had tricked. The latest is former Alabama Supreme Court Justice Roy Moore, uh, who lost a U.S. Senate race amid claims of sexual misconduct. Moore appeared in Who is America, a Cohen show for Showtime, and was interviewed by an Israeli anti-terrorism expert named General Aaron Morad. Uh, during the interv- interview, Morad, or Cohen in disguise, of course, <coughs> introduced a device that could detect certain enzymes that are secreted only by sex offenders and particularly pedophiles, and it beeped when it got close to more. <laughs> so he sued. Uh, U.S. District Court Judge John uh, Cornyn has ruled that an agreement more signed bars him from claims of defamation, fraud, or infliction of emotional distress. So he, he, he signed a document. Yep. Yeah. Now, Cohen, meanwhile, is suing him. This is a great story. He's suing a Massachusetts cannabis dispensary for using an image of his character Borat on a billboard without his permission. The billboard shows him with thumbs up and the words, it's nice. <laughs> one of cat, one of the catchphrases for weed. Right, so, uh, right. How could you not realize uh, that's going to be a man, trademark exactly. violation? Come on. That's, that's like using Larry the Cable Guy, get her done. Yeah. Home repair service. Yeah, but they probably knew and they were like, we'll just... We'll get the press? Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll yeah. take the fine or Well, he's going to be... They're, he's... They are being sued by Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, by use of the billboard, the defendants falsely have conveyed <laughs> to the public that Mr. Baron Cohen has endorsed their products and is affiliated with their business. Or, <laughs> you know what, though? Sometimes uh, I am shocked by the fact that people don't know, like, simple things like this. Like, 
no, you you can't put that picture there. What well, do you mean? I you do, didn't know that. I agree with you though that uh, sometimes it's done to get press, and they'll they'll eat the um, they'll eat the lawsuit. The lawsuit. But sometimes yeah. you don't know because yeah. we had recently a, a friend, an advertiser, who wanted to use a song yes. in his commercial. And we're like, that's going to cost you a few hundred thousand dollars just to use that song. And he was like, oh, okay. So sometimes they don't know. So it sort of happened to me. There was a local business that put, um, well, it was more of a business. But anyway, put my picture, I mean, blasted it all over the area, everywhere. Huge, giant photos of me. Really? And yeah. And listen, it it ended up being great. I was happy to be a part of it. But I should have been. I should have been yes. paid for. Warned, it. yeah, or at least compensated, yeah, or asked permission, yeah, yeah, yeah. or at least yeah. got yeah. like some sort of like a membership to that strip club. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, <laughs> I remember that one too. Uh, All right, so uh, it goes on to say, to the contrary, Mr. Baron Cohen never has used cannabis in his life. He never would participate in an advertising campaign for cannabis or for any amount of money. Uh, Cohen and his California-based company, Please You Can Touch LLC. <laughs> Uh, are seeking $9 million in damages. So, you know what? I don't oh, think the yeah. price is no, $9 million is not. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this sounds like a lot of fun. Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett will celebrate the first anniversary of their podcast, Smartless, by bringing the show on the road. You guys familiar with it's this? A good, it's really good. I'm not familiar. I they're, was not familiar with it and what they do. It's yeah, their dynamic amazing. is terrific, and um, they work really well together. They bounce, and everybody has room to be funny on it, so it, they balance each other really well. Uh, they do this really cool thing. Uh, they uh, well, they talk about life and so on. And then the host reveals a mystery guest to the other two. So, as you can imagine, these guys can pull in some guests. Yeah, they absolutely can. So, the guests have included uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, George Clooney, Jennifer Aniston, Adam Sandler, Ricky Gervais, Brian Cranston, some guy named Paul McCartney. Uh, LeBron James, Aquafina, wow. right? Yeah, that's pretty badass. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Man. So uh, they're going to do a live version of that, uh, and they're going to take it on the road. <laughs> so they're going to be at uh, on February second at uh, Toronto's Massey Hall, followed by stops in Boston, Brooklyn, Chicago, and Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, nothing yeah. here. No, they must have listened to our show because uh, we do miss your guests as well. The last one we did was for your birthday, Preston. And it was a guy who works in the building. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was Manny. Yeah. He's known as the Paul McCartney of the building. Mm, he is. <laughs> uh, the podcast was named one of the best shows of 2020 by Apple, by the way. So they're going to take that on the road. Uh, the American Civil Liberties Union is fighting for Britney Spears' right to choose her own attorney and arguing for her to receive support to make the best decision for herself. This is good. They just had a successful case with the Beastie Boys fighting for their right to party. <laughs> I'm glad that went yeah. through. The Civil Rights Organization and ACLU Foundation of Southern California filed an amicus brief with the Superior Court of Los Angeles County on Tuesday. It's supported by 25 civil rights and disability rights organizations, including the Ark of the United States, Center for Public Representation, Disability Rights Education and Defense Fund, and the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network. Uh, according to a staff attorney with the ACLU's Disability Rights Project, they said, we don't know whether Spears identifies herself as disabled, but we know that by placing her under conservatorship, yeah. the court is de facto identifying her as disabled. So I've been paying attention to this, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of credibility to the fact that she's able to work at a level that a lot of people who are out and not under conservatorships are operating under, and they still control their own um, paths. She's She has this overseeing group 
that uh, that has not been making the best decisions for her. Let her live. Let her live her own life. Uh, an amicus brief, by the way, is a legal document supplied to a court that offers information, expertise, or insight pertaining to a case from a person or organization not directly involved in the case. Should we have Zeta Ada Pie throw its support behind this Probably as well? Should why not? Yeah, yeah we haven't we haven't uh, mobilized. mobilized those guys yeah. in a while. Uh, Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost had a stressful but fantastic wedding amid the pandemic uh, in October of last year. Uh, she was talking to Seth Myers. Uh, uh, Johansson explained, obviously, we wanted to take every precaution that we could. Uh, we had the masks made that said Jost 2020, and everybody had to get tested 100,000 times. Still, even though it was small and intimate, it was beautiful, and we were so happy to see people that we hadn't seen in such a long time. We just felt very fortunate to be able to get together like that. It felt like it was sort of how it was supposed to be. Is this her third time married? Yeah. And she was married to Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah, and then there was another guy after Ryan Reynolds. Yep, that's right. So, uh, But uh, seem to be happy for now. Yes, they do, for right now. Uh, Bella Hadid. And her boyfriend, Mark Kalman, have gone public with their relationship. Uh, but sources tell Page Six that they've been dating for a year. How come this is the first I'm hearing about this? Uh, the snitch said uh, if they went out, he would come out first, get in the car, and then she would go get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, a car! I'm getting in this car with this strange man! They would drive to a location and he'd drop her off, but not get out and go park the car. So long! Yeah, I think the, the jig has been up for a while. Look at this. Wow. Kathy, look at this goddamn necklace in this picture. I actually love that. Is it a necklace bra? What it's is it? It's a that? necklace bra. It's a nah. So it looks a like broccoli. a, a broccoli. It's, it's yeah. a necklace. Uh, it's a really large necklace. So it looks like two upside down trees that yeah. are covering her breasts. That's weird. Or uh, what are those things called in your lungs? Um, bronchial. Bronchial thingies. <laughs> now your tubes. medical degree is showing bronchial thingies. Can I all right, have some bad news? You have a blockage in your bronchial thingies. There's, there's another doctor available. Can I speak to someone yeah, else? Yeah, someone who knows that, what those things are called. We brought in a specialist from the Mayo Clinic. And he's you know here those to speak you. things that look like broccoli? That's what they're, they're blocked. He just eats a lot of mayo. Yeah. <laughs> the bronchial thing. I'm just trying to dumb it down so yeah, you understand. Yeah. Uh, there is a uh, a blockage near your butthole. <laughs> That's the doctor talking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Don Cheadle took 28 years to marry Bridget Coulter. Uh, he told E.T., our accountant proposed to both... Why'd bo- take so long? Proposed to both of us. <laughs> And he showed us the numbers, and we said, yeah, we should probably do it. Oh, my God, that's funny. So they got married because their accountants suggested it. Yeah, he added, it came up a lot of times, but every time we were like, but we're already together. And he's like, yeah, but this is a better reason to be together. Were you taking a big tax hit? Uh, Really, it's because our accountant proposed to us. I wish there was some big, sweet romantic story, but the romance happened, (laughs) you know, the first year is what he said. They finally just decided, you know what? Financially, it's a better idea for us to be married. You know, Don Cheadle is serving as the uh, Daniel Stern voiceover for the reboot of Wonder Years. Right. Yeah. I had an accountant do that to me uh, years ago uh, when I first got married. (laughs) He would give us the numbers and then he'd go... And just to show you, if you had a kid, here's what your return would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Also, Don Cheadle got uh, nominated yesterday for an Oscar uh, because he was in three minutes of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And you mean was... an Emmy? I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. Did Oscar. I say Emmy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. said Oscar, but anyway. Oscar, Emmy. Yeah. He got nominated yesterday, and uh, it was a bizarre nomination. Huh. He was only in that show for yeah. literally three or four minutes, and uh, it was best uh, guest actor on a limited on a, series. On a limited That's series, weird. yeah. He's yes. on that um, that movie, No Sudden Move. Anybody yeah. watch that yet? I did no. not. I've heard good things. It's though. really, really good. And man, there's a lot of heavy hitters in it. It's on HBO Max. What's it about? Okay, so it's a kind of a true story. Between... A Jamaican bobsled team? Yeah. Oh. You ever see it? That was a good yeah. movie. I like that movie. Um, <laughs> there, it's kind of like a, I don't even know how to describe it, but the big four motor uh, industry back in the day, yeah. um, they're... It's, it has to do with that. It has to do with, like, hidden secrets. There's a, there's murder. There's chase. There's FBI. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. There's chase? There is chase. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the bronchial thingies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's me see. some slack. <laughs> I mean, no, I, He's I, had a tough it's morning. It's been a tough morning. I know. We've had some technical problems. You and Marissa have been running around here like crazy. I just thought it was funny. Hearing. Well, I'm just, I'm also trying, I'm trying to be very efficient with my words because uh, Jokey McJokerson over here keeps jumping in. So I will stop. I promise. A lot of room. I'm going to stop. I will not add anything to what you say, Case. I promise. To the rest of the show. No, you don't need to do that. No, oh, please okay. don't do that. One oh, division right. director Matt Shackman uh, is moving from the MCU to seek out new life and new civilizations. Hot off his directing Emmy nomination for Disney's WandaVision comes the news that he is signed on to direct a mystery Star Trek movie. Okay, under Paramount. With J.J. producing? Correct, yes. Okay. So it's a release date of June 9th, 2023. J.J. Abrams directed the first two, and then Jeremy Lin, I think, from the Fast and Furious franchise, directed the, the other one, which is not bad. I'm excited. I love the movie series. Yeah. I love the movie cast. Keep it going. So the script comes from go-to blockbuster screenwriters Lindsay Beer and Geneva Robertson Dwarrett, uh, with J.J. Abrams producing. So at this stage, it's unknown if cast members from uh, the 2009 reboot led by Chris Pine as Captain Kirk will be in the film. They should be. But uh, Shakeman, or is it Shackman? I'm not sure, is a veteran TV director. So he's his credits include Game of Thrones, The Boys, Good. Succession, Big Fargo, stuff. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. All right. So this could mean really good things for the uh, uh, Star Trek franchise. And if they use Michael Giacchino, which more than likely they would because it's under the J.J. Abrams umbrella, that will be the set we'll go on when we go to visit J.J. Uh, Michael Giacchino in L.A. Wait a minute. <laughs> so did he do the music for the first two? Yes, he Star did. Trek he did movies? all three. three th- Excellent. Yes. I, uh, um, I chatted with him a little bit yesterday. Um, did because... he invite us out to watch the movie being filmed? Yep. Yeah, he was like, hey, why don't you guys come over? Uh, no, here's the thing. Um, so Preston and I uh, were brainstorming a little bit about a possible thing with Giacchino last week, and I, I reached out to him and his uh, a producer yesterday. Right. And here's here's a wrinkle, Steve. Um, he's got uh, Spider-Man, <clears throat> next Spider-Man coming out. He has the Batman. Yes. And he has the next Jurassic World movie, right? Yes. And small independent movies. Right. But here's the thing. He has a untitled sequel that he can't talk about yet, and uh, maybe <sighs> it's got to be this. It's got to be Star Trek, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's pure there conjecture. You go. Mm-hmm. Nice. It all fits together nicely. Yep. Um, so for uh, unless it's Herbie the Love Bug Four, 
For Matt Shackman, this will be his first feature uh, film. So, very cool. Uh, Amazon has scrapped plans to enter the Tiger King arena. What? Nicolas Cage was due to star as Joe Exotic in the series. So, I think this is separate from the other one. There are two yeah. Joe Exotic movies. In, well, now Not one. this one. Yeah, right. so producers, CBS Studios, which envision the show as an eight-episode limited series, will likely shop the project to other outlets. Uh, based on a 2019 Texas monthly story about Joe Exotic, the drama revolves around how he built the private zoo in Oklahoma, his feuds with Carol Baskin, Jeff Lowe, you know that stuff. So, so I, I, I threw this out before, Preston. I wonder what your take is on it. Uh, um, the longer we go without these movies, um, you know, is is the luster diminishing exponentially? So I, I can only speak for me personally. Yeah. I... Um, you know, it was all in. We were all on, yeah. on, on board for Tiger King. Um, got burnt out on right, it. Right, right, yeah. And then kind of pushed it back. And then now I've, I've seen little things trickle in about it. And we and we kind of reminisce about the storyline. <laughs> yeah, I get more true. interested in it again because how I forgot how effed up it was. Especially in case you mentioned the fat guy in the jet ski. Because <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about how funny that was. Um, so I'm kind of back interested in it. So I, I, I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. If it's really good, I'm all in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it would stand to reason, right? But Carol man. Baskin. Killed her husband. Whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers. They snacking. What the hell is What's this? What's happening? Carol Baskin. <laughs> My favorite song from last year. Um, <laughs> but... How can anything top the real. dramatized yeah. be better than what we saw? You yeah, know what I mean? So <laughs> I watched a movie uh, with Brian Callen, uh, and it was actually a parody of 40-year-old virgin. And I'm, 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 I'm watching this movie, and, uh, and Brian's great, but I'm like, how, yeah. how do you... What what is this? Why do you parody parody one of the funniest movies yeah. in the past twenty years? Yeah, you know. And so by comparison, it's got to be really good. You've got to find that 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 tone, that perfect tone that will make it work because the original material is so outlandishly true yeah. that blows you away. Uh, the project was first announced in May of twenty twenty at the height of the interest in the uh, Tiger King docu series. Cage, Nicholas Cage told uh, the Hollywood Reporter sibling site Variety, uh, which had first reported the news Tuesday, that Amazon's interest in the project had waned and Tiger King was no longer relevant. Huh. So that might be an, a, a concern, like what you were saying. Yeah. Too. And one last story before we move on to the clips. The 33-year-old model Ashley Graham is sharing her joy over her pregnancy. Uh, she and Justin Irvin are expecting their second child. Ashley uh, Graham is the quote-unquote plus size, right? Correct, yep. yes. Uh, after marrying... Which really means normal in the she, world of modeling. Yeah, she's uh, she's uh, a larger yeah. gal. Uh, after marrying in 2010, they welcomed Isaac on January 18, 2020. Graham said of the good news, amid so much this year, the past year has been full of tiny surprises, brief griefs, uh, no, big griefs, <laughs> Uh, familiar beginnings and news stories. I'm just beginning to process and celebrate what this next chapter means for us. It was a bitter battle for fiddle faddle. <laughs> uh, she has been open in the past about wanting another child, telling Amy Schumer while guest hosting the Ellen DeGeneres show that she is working on it currently. Uh, like in this moment, currently working on it is what she had said. So she's pregnant now. What do you think about, it seems like everyone does this earth mother pose where it's a profile shot of the... I've never liked it. Yeah. I've never liked the uh, the get mostly naked pregnant body shot. Um, Earth mother, 
whatever. Yeah, it, it, it makes you happy. Doing, I, guess, fine, yeah. I guess that's cool, but you know. Not my taste. I want to see one do like her on the couch with a beer and a cigarette. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, what's the point? So I understand she's a model, so yeah. there there is an, actually an outlet for that. Right. When like normal people do it, like what are you going to do with that? Like that's is that going to hang on your wall? Like <laughs> oh my I God. don't know. So, well, yeah. So I've seen people hang photos like this in their um, nursery. No, like in their bedroom. Oh, right, right. But. Where, mo- where people won't see it. It's right, just, like it's, it's just not, for you. Yeah, it's not. Except for that one person we knew who had a topless shot of herself in her bathroom. Who was that? Who was that? Marissa, uh, Marissa probably remembers. I, I know who you're see, talking about. Yeah, I, I've no. never seen it, but I've heard about it. Yeah. Oh, I wow. took one picture. <laughs> 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 I was bottomless. <laughs> I was porky pigging. Uh, I don't know, but you're going to have to tell me when oh, we're yeah, 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 so. yeah. And so there's a, an outlet. Is it Bare Essentials, Kathy? Is that for plus size only as well? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. From okay. the Jungle Book? Oh, they no. have a, uh, so a billboard. There's a billboard on yeah. 95 near Chester yep. that is so distracting because it's always this buxom chick in yes. a bra. It's, it's like a sexy sen- lingerie photo. Yes, and, and I, I'm always driving, and it's up on the upper left-hand corner. Dude, I'm like, oh, my God, cleavage, boobs. Same. Yeah, like yeah. You're, when you're heading south in Chester, and it's on the left-hand side, yeah. it's is it, totally if distracting. If I may, is Bare Essentials, is that who sent over that woman member, the bra whisper? No. No, that was, that no. was in King of Prussia. Uh, I forgot the name of that. So Fred, one more is like intimacy Fred, or something Fred, like that. Oh, I thought it intimacy, was. Intimacy, you're right. Yeah, yeah. intimacy. Yep. See, I know my bra stores. Yep. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but wait a minute. Is this an electronic billboard? No. no. Okay, so it's a, it's there. They changed it, by the way. Now it's two women. I know. Wait, yeah. is it Bare Necessities? Oh, no, Bare Essentials. Yeah, Bare Essentials. Bare essentials and apparently they won Hang on the Best of Delaware 2020 in Delaware today. Okay. Huh. It's a very so, noticeable billboard. Yeah. Wow. wow. And like- then opposite that billboard on the other side is one billboard telling you to like not uh, text and drive because it's distracting. And I'm like, well, what do you think this billboard is? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right. So anyhow. God, um, those bras are pricey. Yeah. Yeah, they are, dude. Yeah. They're they're over $100. That's uh, crazy. For, yeah, there's one for 200 bucks right there. It's $100 a boob. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Can I just get one boob, please? <laughs> do they? Well, maybe they do make a for, yeah. for yes. mastectomy. Uh, Don't you remember? We we actually had a woman in here who uh, that that's what they did. Yeah. They they would make bras that would fit somebody. Say they had to have uh, you know one breast removed and right. they hadn't yet you know had an implant or they weren't going to get an implant. Local manufacturer, our former yeah. intern. Uh, 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 oh. Dummy, yes, you're right. right. Brought her in. Right, yeah, yeah. And and that was what they, and they had all sorts of configurations, and it was, it's yeah. a great company, great mission statement, uh, wonderful stuff. Nice. All right, let's move on to clips, if you will. Gunpowder Milkshakes showcases a group of skilled female assassins out for revenge. In the film, Angela Bassett plays Anna Mae, a member sisterhood, and she talks about the women that she looked up to as a child. Here we go. Well, when I was coming up, you know, it was that time of black exploitation, you know. So it was, you know, like uh, Tamara Dotson and Pam Greer, you know, and we were like kicking ass and, you know, taking on the man and the mob and and all of that. And they were looking good while they were doing it. You sound insane. Some badass women in this movie: uh, Karen Gillan, yeah. uh, Lena Headey, um, Carla Gugino, or Gugino, um, Michelle Yeoh, Angela Bassett. Uh, looks pretty good. So. Yeah, I watched the uh, the trailer for it. It's it, it's got a whole bunch of, and we're looking at it right now. It's the same trailer. A lot of slow mo stuff going on. It's cool. Gunpowder Milkshake uh, premieres today on Netflix. By the way, here's the next clip: the supernatural thriller Old. 
Shows a family vacation turned sinister when a mysterious beach causes its visitors to age rapidly. And here, director and friend of the show, M. Night Shyamalan, talks about how answering questions helps him during the writing process. Here we go. Well, different for each project, um, the movement of it. Sometimes the question in and of itself is so fun and exciting, I can't wait to sit down and keep writing it and find out what the answer is. You know, I, I'm, I'm, it's moving and moving in a direction and you're excited. Sometimes that's the form of the writing. And then sometimes the ending comes first. There was a lot of love in the family. <laughs> he did like he six. Little- yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, he did like 60 interviews in two days or yes, something so like where, that. Yes, so where are we in that list? Yeah, I, I think he's tapped out, man. We yeah. were pretty much allowed to go. That's him at the end of the whole press run. <laughs> his horse is horse. Old <clears throat> premieres in theaters July 23rd, and we have a screening Yay! of this. I would like to give away three pairs of passes, and we'll take the first three callers. It is uh, next Wednesday, 7 p.m. at the AMC Fashion District. Uh, and then it will be in theaters nationwide July 23rd. It's rated PG-13. So 215-263-WMMR. First three callers. If you can make it next Wednesday at 7 at the AMC Fashion District, we will give you those tickets. So I think the conceit is in that, uh, the, obviously, this beach where, where people age, I think it's 10 years for every half hour. What? I, think I that's don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wow. Nice. That's, uh, that's going to be interesting. All right, and there you go, your entertainment report. Let's take a break. Come back in a moment or two, and uh, we'll hang out on your drive-in. All right, we'll be right back. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. This month's band is Domini. Dominine, your local shots artist of the month for July. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Ladies and gentlemen, Rodney saves the day. Yay! In like 30 seconds. Our now chief uh, engineer, uh, Rodney Bird. Uh, <laughs> Got in here. We've been having technical issues all morning long. And, of course, he comes in and, and in five minutes fixes the problem. Not even. And Yeah, right? I was under there for, I don't Steve, you heard me. I heard <laughs> you talking and singing. You but, had but your earbuds di- in. The difference is you don't know what you're doing under there. You have, like, no, no idea. He was idea. trying. He was like, trying. Casey went in. It's like somebody who has... No clue yeah, about uh-uh. engine repair, and they open up the hood and think all of a sudden they're going to be able to go, I'll bet I can figure this out, I and have no idea what's going on. You're you know exactly I mean? right, but yeah. I understand his reasoning. If perhaps well, sure. there was a cord that he could see that was detached and maybe replug it in, yeah. right. but there's like 400 under well. So, and it was all stemmed from this mouse here, Steve. Yeah. And so I'm pulling on the mouse cord to see right. if I can see. <laughs> and I'm goes. underneath, and I couldn't. There was nothing budging in the cords underneath. Right, yeah. I was looking. It was like looking at those bronchial thingies, Steve. Right. Like, yep. I just, there were just so many of those little things down there. I couldn't figure it out. I once couldn't get something to work in a different studio. And I asked someone here who is not an engineer. Uh, and that person was like, just push all of the buttons and see if anything <laughs> happens. I mean, legit. Legitimately, that was the recommendation. Just push the buttons and then uh, turn them all off, turn them all back on one at a time and see if something works. I was like, 
Oh, okay, cool. I had to set up that a live broadcast one time when I was working for Pierre in Vegas, and uh, it was not. I'm not an engineer. I was producing Pierre's show, and so it was literally like two thirty in the morning. There, I called Rodney. Rodney was at home in bed asleep. Yeah. It was two thirty in the morning. And he was able to coordinate me in Vegas, the studio here, and had to go down the hall to the person who was working in the room, uh, working in the main air studio, to go down the hall into one of our other engineering rooms all at the same time at 2.30 in the morning while I'm in Las Vegas. And it's just, it made me appreciate his level of genius and ability. And so thank you, Rodney, for being who you are. Yep, we need him. We don't survive without him. So thank you, Rod. Appreciate it, brother. Um, all right. Uh, there was a, an interesting article that Steve had sent to me. Um, and I was familiar with this case, this, uh, this kind of unsolved case. It's kind of sort of been solved, but not really. It's weird. It's called, uh, the vanishing at the Cecil hotel. You know, you know, what sparked this. So I watched a series called evil. Yeah, I, I saw it. love this TV series. It's yeah. the second season. If you are a supernatural fan, who's. Uh, or, or you feel, you, you know, the, the X-Files going away and or the series Supernatural going away. Uh, and it sort of has an element of the exorcism of Emily Rose and that they're trying to, you know, they debunk or prove. Long story short, great show. But this week's episode on Sunday dealt with this, Preston. And I said, and I was thinking to myself, do we ever talk about this on the show? And then I did a little digging and that's when I sent it to you. Okay. We didn't talk about it on air, Steve, but I have talked to you about this. Right. Because there is a like documentary. A Netflix documentary series about it. No, no. I, I watched, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I love the series, the documentary series about the hotel, but this particular thing that's arisen from this case is wild. So just to familiarize you with the, the case, if you don't know, her name was a girl named Elisa Lamb. She was a traveler. Uh, she was in the U.S. and um, uh, she disappeared. She was uh, found. They eventually found her body. They were looking for her for a while in the Cecil Hotel in a water tank. This was in 2013. Uh, but there's security footage of her going in and out of this elevator and yeah. Like talking to people that aren't there and stepping in and out and doing and and it's it's shrouded in mystery. Yes, as to why she was acting so oddly in this video in this elevator, and it was the last known footage of her. And all of these, you know, amateur sleuths have been trying to piece this together and maybe find out what actually happened to her. And, and nobody's been able to find out. Her death was ruled an accident, right? Because the footage and it is, may have been an accident. I don't know. The footage is is chilling just to watch it. It is part of this documentary. It figures prominently in it. And it's the kind of thing that starts urban legends. So there's a theory that has been emerged, uh, that has emerged from this, and um, it has to do with an urban legend. And it's a thing called the elevator game, which I was I'd never heard of. So um, you, it's uh, it's reminiscent of like a Bloody Mary type yes. of thing. You know, uh, and you watch a TV show and you think, man. okay, so they, they made this up for the show. But then when I did the search, I'm like, oh, this is an actual thing. Yeah, so it, <laughs> it supposedly originates from Korea. Uh, some say it may be uh, from a different East Asian country, but, but some, uh, most I think, think it comes from Korea. So the general idea behind the routine is that you can <clears throat> enter a new dimension if you press elevator buttons in a specific order. So to play, you need to be in a building with at least 10 floors and an elevator. You also have to play alone. And the game will only work when there's no one around to mess with the specific button order. Uh, The game's rules are convoluted, though, but writer Lucia Peters provides a thorough breakdown on her All Things Spooky blog, which is called The Ghost in My Machine. So here's how it works. Once you enter the first floor... You go into the uh, you go into the elevator. 
You have to press uh, the floor buttons in a certain order. And they have them in parentheses here. I don't know if this is the exact order or not, but supposedly it's 4, 2, 6, 2, 10, 5. And then when you reach the fifth floor, you might meet a mysterious woman. But you're not supposed to look at her or speak to her because she is reportedly not human and she could take you away. I don't know to where, but she could take you away. Then you press the button for the first floor. If the elevator goes up to the 10th floor, the ritual worked. You then enter the other dimension. Uh, it'll look like the building that you're in, except you'll be all by yourself. And at this point, uh, your electronics may not work and the lights may be completely off. To return to your world, you need to press the same buttons that took you to this other dimension. Uh, but if you get up at the wrong time, you may never see your dimension again. So in the series, what they had in this episode, Preston, there was a story about a woman who was cut in half because she tried to get out of the elevator when it was between floors. Mm -hmm. And when you went up to that 10th floor, you would hear the clicking of her nails as she's pulling herself along the hallway okay. towards the elevator added, added <laughs> oh, another another horror element to it. So, mm. yeah. And then there was also some element with uh, going to the... 13th floor, what is technically, a lot of buildings do not have a 13th floor. Right. You know, they'll go from 12 to 14. Uh, and by pressing 1 and 3 can figure into the configuration. But I, when I did the little background check on it, there's so many variations of this game. And <laughs> it's like it's like when we learned about Slenderman, how Slenderman was such a prominent thing that I really wasn't all that aware of. But in the people who get off on this sort of stuff... It's lore. It's absolutely, you know, if not accepted, it's everyone knows about it. Is Slenderman still a thing? Yes, it is. But yeah. this, what it what it originally was, or is it different now? Well, you know, there's, there were two girls that killed another girl right. because they yeah, but, Slenderman. But since then, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. wondering because if because now uh, I saw it's like a video game, or at least Slenderman is in a video game. They made a movie. They made a movie too. Yeah. Yeah. So, but was that? But was that the whole concept that he was telling people to do mm, these things? I don't remember. I forget. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know he was very slender. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure uh, if, if Kathy, since that story came out of those girls doing that, and then clearly they're in trouble with <laughs> yeah. the law. And, yes. Uh -huh. There is no Slender Man if that has since gone to the wayside. I mean, that was back in 2014. Yeah. I'm wondering stabbing. if that's just been kind of chucked on the pile and people don't really uh, pay it any heed any longer. So let me let me ask you, with something like this, you know, it, 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 and I would try. <laughs> like, so the negative guy in, in the series, the guy who's the tech guy who debunks all this stuff, uh -huh. says, okay, there's a hose here and so on and so forth. Right. I won't tell you what happens, but he says, I'm going to go do this. And he goes and does it. <laughs> and and so there's, uh, he's a little rocked by what happens. Would you, you would do it. I would do it. Yeah, yeah. Where's the closest 10 story yeah, building? Because this is yeah. moronic. This yeah. is, you're, you're not right. going to go to another dimension. Right. You know, this is just, it's, it's a, it's, you know. So when you get to that point, <laughs> and I agree, it's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. But when you're in there, uh -huh. you know, you're like, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I won't see Candyman in front of a mirror uh, X amount of time. Well, that's real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just on the off chance. Just in case. Yeah. Um, but this one, it doesn't say you're going to go to hell. Well, there's just, a, you know, well you'll, you might get stuck in the wrong dimension. Yeah. There's yeah, another I mean, variation. There's a, yeah. What's the other variation? Well, you st and I was reading in, in some of the other the other things. Where you stick your arm out to stop the doors from closing, they open up again, and um, you can be trapped if you don't follow that that sequence. If you don't complete the game also, you will be haunted. So once you start it, if oh. you don't complete the sequence, you will be haunted. 
Okay. Well, I don't want to get haunted. <laughs> You'll do everything but the alarm part. Yeah, I don't want to get haunted. The alarm part is not yet. Oh, my God, dude. Last night, last night I was taking the recycling out, and I have a, a small dog across the street from me, and I, I put the trash cans out, and, and I just hear him go like, and it just sounded really weird to me, and it sent a shiver all the way up my spine and out my arms, and I was... So freaked out by this tiny little dog Listen, sound. I it do wasn't know. the dog. Do you know who it was? Recycle Man. <laughs> oh, no, no. Recycle Man! I get so haunted uh, uh, and, and skeeved out by that stuff. I get so scared. Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> Those are little things that we do. Yeah. Even even as confident as we are, <laughs> the little extra skip in velocity as you're going down a dark hole or something. These are the things that just 99% we know it's not true. Yeah. But... At, sometimes in a moment, you're like, just in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> just in a moment, I'm like, oh, my God, Slender Man's real. You know? <laughs> Even because though it's always the guy, it's always the guy in the movie who's like, ah, this is ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, and that's, you know, but we're, we're so conditioned by that. <laughs> There's been no certified death caused by Slender Man. Uh, or Candy Man. By the way, the dog, Preston, is about this big. Yeah. He's just to teacup. He's <laughs> showing his hands about the size of a football. <laughs> Dude, I got so scared from Kirby. Uh, <laughs> Kirby. Kirby. <laughs> Isn't that a dog in an Eddie Murphy movie? Where he's like, he's yelling. He's like, Kirby! No, that Kirby! I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, don't he's pretending. No, he's pretending. Sorry. He's pretending to find a dog. And he's yelling, he's yelling Kirby, and he's doing it to, maybe it's Boomerang, to attract a woman. I digress. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, this has nothing to do with anything we're talking about, but it just reminded um, me of that. So, hang on a second. I'm confused. <laughs> you were taking the trash out, uh-huh. and you just hear this little dog bark, and it... And- it wasn't even like a full on, it was like a... Right? Like it was... <laughs> yes. It, it wasn't a full on, it became a bark. I'm coming for you. But the first sound he made was kind of like a little... I'm trying to wrap my mind around this. Did you know it was Kirby immediately, or did you think it was like some wild animal or a (laughs) ghost or something like that? It was somewhere between wild animal, uh, most likely either a fox or a ghost, or a ghost fox. Okay. Yes, ghost fox. You so never you know. hear, Yeah, I have heard a mysterious sound that, oh. that that has freaked me out before. I remember one time, <laughs> Rochelle and I were at, on our back porch, and then I, I heard this, sound like this, and I'm like, no! Uh, and it like came out of nowhere, and I was like, Immediately, we're my, moving. No, immediately, my <laughs> mind went to a drone was flying over my head. Uh, okay. I don't know why, but I thought it was uh, that, and I'm like, "There was a drone. There was a drone. There was a drone. It just flew Get over." Get inside. But you know what it was? It right. was the winter time, and so uh, we have a swimming pool, and you have a pump okay. that will pump out excess yeah. water, yeah. and it it, <laughs> it went on, and it scared me for a moment. I'll tell you what is a horrifying sound to hear at night in in the you know in the the dead of night, and I heard it the first time I heard it was a couple years ago. The sound a coyote makes, 
Sounds like a woman screaming. Are you yes. sure it wasn't a fox? Yeah, foxes sound like that too. Well, yeah, whatever it was, it sounded like a woman's um, yeah. a, a woman's scream. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, can you hear? Can you see if you can find the sound effect of foxes? Because they they can sound yeah. really because I scary. We had a coyote in the area, so that's why I naturally assumed it was the coyote. Okay, well, this is just animal sounds. Um, but there's an owl that is outside of my house. He's been there for probably two weeks. I hear him during the day. Um, is that weird? Um, Take a dab off. <laughs> now it might not be an owl. There, there really? is a. Um, does Mates? it go? Ooh, 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 that's ooh. an owl. There's like a that. little like a uh, vocal a cry in there yeah. too. But there's there's a bird that sounds similar to that that's common in our area that's not necessarily an owl uh, oh. that I've, I've heard about. Um, and listen, I don't I don't know my way around birds very well, so those who may know can can let us know. But. I heard one yesterday, Kathy. Okay. Um, so yeah. you think it's not an owl? Oh, I thought I've, I've been told it's not an owl. An but... owl is like the least dumb bird. You know what I mean? Oh, my you, God. You like owls. What? Yeah, no. You're a, a cool. fan of owls. All right. Preston, I said it would have been all right. We, we cool. We cool. Least dumb birds. We cool, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a bummer. So it's something it else. Might it, it might be. It might be an owl. It could be I'm an owl. Sure. Yeah. Hey, when you see be... an owl in nature, it's an, it's an awesome thing on the Wissahickon Trail. Yeah. I, there's a there's a, a tree that I always check, and a lot of times there's an owl way up high on this tree, and it's wonderful to see it. Hey, you know, Casey found some uh, fox sounds. Okay. Hang on a second here. <laughs> That's is, is different than what I heard. I have I have a fox here, Preston. Shut up, dummy. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's another one. one. Hang on a second. <laughs> yes. That, that, yeah. That's what I heard. That's a fox. That's a yeah. fox. Yeah. We have one in our neighborhood too. <laughs> it's it'll wake <laughs> you up. Hey, I'm watching. Hey. Well, they oh my att- God! It's the wild pitch. Will they attack you? Foxes? No. Yeah. Rabid if they're rabid, yeah. yeah. But they're for the most part, they're afraid of you. But okay. they will attack cats and stuff like that, and you got to be careful. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Preston, so it was late at night. It was uh, my backyard. We had not had the fence installed around the, the property, and there was a thick um, bunch of bushes, and I heard the scream, the obviously a fox, coming from it. It was terrifying. Kathy, a lot of people are texting, and you may have heard what's called a morning dove. Oh, man, that is so stupid. <laughs> stupid bird. Stupid it's dove. It's little. It's dumb. <laughs> it's almost Damn like it. a pigeon. Hang on. Yeah, very stupid. Mark, a, mor- a, a morning dove is what you're saying? Yes, it's a morning dove. Even uh, if it was in the middle of the day, not the morning. Oh, or is it morning? Morning is sad. Like dead. Oh what? Are well, morning dove because they're, they're most active in the morning. But oh, it's, okay. It's, it's not a crying dove. It's a uh, morning. M O U R N I N. What? Like I was supposed to know that? And you're calling me stupid. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, on our screen as the time of day, morning? <laughs> well, I've got a lot of text coming in and say M O U R N I. It might be, I, I don't know. We need yeah, an official. Yeah, I said morning, a loved one, the loss of somebody. We, we need an official source. Not the morning when you have your little cereal. <laughs> Wait, so when do you, do you typically hear an owl at night? Yeah. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> so stupid. Have you ever heard a, an actual woodpecker? <laughs> yes. That's pretty cool, isn't yes. it? Uh-huh. The, yes. That, that bird is acceptable? Yeah, on a rank of stupidity. Where do you <laughs> oh, put the... The one that uh, rams its head into a Cause tree. I think, no, because I think of, like, real Woody Woodpecker. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. Any bird that's been turned into a cartoon yeah, is acceptable. Yeah. I well, gotcha. not any bird. Oh, all right. But that bird. Okay. Who's wow. this? Who's the seagull from Little Mermaid? Oh, um... I don't know. He was cool. Okay. What about the, uh, the pelican from uh, Finding Nemo? 
acceptable? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about yeah. Foghorn Leghorn? <laughs> what the hell's that? Giant the chicken. rooster. The I'll say, I'll say, uh, you, you know, yeah. No, that's dumb. Unfortunately, I always keep my feathers numbered for just such a Yeah, no, <laughs> What about Henrietta? Foghorn Leghorn. The, uh, the nerdy, prissy little. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like yeah. her. Okay. Kathy's list of stupid birds and non-stupid birds. The worst Nat Geo special, yeah. right? <laughs> Chili Willy the penguin. You cool with Chili yes. Willy? Okay. Somebody come back. Yes. More birds, I think, they're stupid. Mm-hmm. Penguin is, that's okay. It's not really a bird. What about a macaroni <laughs> penguin? It's like a that's not really a bird. Yeah, come on. Wow. They don't fly. Those things stink, man. You ever smell Penguins? them? Yes. Oh, really? At the aquarium, they're awesome because they'll bring them out where you can have yeah. like penguin encounters and get up nice and close to them. But they smell horrible. Their they, enclosures do. They had a baby, a penguin, when I was there. Claire oh, and I, adorable, on gray and fuzzy. How g- wonderful! Yeah, they're yes, cute. Yes, exactly mm-hmm. that. Friend. Okay, so real quick question, um, mm-hmm. uh, Kathy. What about? Donald or Daffy Duck? And second question, side What about question. Peter North? <laughs> what about Peter North? Dear God. Yes. He's got a bird. <laughs> I've seen it. It's a rooster. <laughs> I think it's an ostrich. <laughs> uh, why? Like ducks. Yeah, ducks are, like, cool animals, but, like, Daffy and Donald, they're both a-holes. <laughs> right? Ducks are kind of a-holes. Are they? Yeah. You ever hung around yeah. a pond and they're you know, savage. feed them? They, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll attack each other. Yep. They'll they, they'll nip at you as yeah. well. They, uh, they're, they're, they'll don't, go at it. Aren't they known as a very rapey bird? Yes. Uh, yeah. Don't they, they rape have... each other? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, their, their mating rituals can it's be... very aggressive. Very aggressive. Yeah. yeah. My, uh, my friend Denise has a duck farm in uh, North Jersey, and she told me that same thing because... She's like, yeah. Wait until you see, like, you know, them rape one another. Don't they? Don't they issue? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I was like, oh, what? The, the, in you case know. I wanted to invite you and the kids up to watch the raping. <laughs> uh, it's time for the annual raping candied apples for everyone oh as we watch the duck rape. It's a show. Great <laughs> You know, Appalachia, you have Aaron Copeland playing in the background. Hey, everybody, come on. We're going to go watch the mass duck raping. What are you doing next weekend? Going to the duck raping. <laughs> That's what you're doing? Absolutely. Well. Going to finish off with the chicken side of me. <laughs> hey, everybody. We're going out to the pond to watch the annual duck raping. Candied apples for everyone. We saved you some seats right down front Right there, Grandma, right by the pond. You're going to see all the good raping. Don't they scream? Don't they make a really sharp sound? That I don't know. Uh, But I tell you what, I saw, and if we're going to continue our nature chat here for a little bit, I I saw, I was playing golf one time, some squirrels that were having a very violent mating ritual. Yes, very violent. I was where I was like, should we stop that? Or, you know, <laughs> have am you I seen... obligated by law to go over there and do something? Have you ever seen <laughs> dogs <we> lock? <gasps> I've heard cats can, but so, I didn't so, know dogs could. Uh, dogs wow. will they're there. So the Is male there a barb and in the penis it will curl like a corkscrew, wow. and and until. There is a until there is a completion or something. Oh my God, seriously? They are they will be locked. That's awful yeah. for the uh-huh. females. Yes, uh-huh. especially if they don't doesn't like them. Seriously, um, yeah. when I did the uh, duck and chick hatching at my house, right. I will say the chicks were way more fun and enjoyable than the ducks. Really? The, yeah, the ducks were. Uh, so the chicks almost 
I think I think viewed me as their mother. The mother, yeah. And they would when I would take them out, they would follow me around in the morning when I would leave for work. They would get up and like get all excited that I was coming over. They would come towards to me. you, but the ducks, the ducks, I think were maybe lacking a mother, and they were scared of me. They, oh. they kind of stuck together themselves. But why don't you put on some makeup before you come in? <laughs> <laughs> no, but Steve, if I so I I would take them out of the brooder box that they were in because it was small. I wanted yeah, them to be able sure. to walk. The ducks would run away from me. Like I would. Have have to chase them to get them back in the wow, box. Wow, huh, yeah. interesting. Wow. Uh, by the way, the duck penis is, is a corkscrewy. Was that a picture what you had up here, Nick? Yeah, I got uh, a suggestion from a listener. Google mallard penis. <laughs> so I did, and uh, apparently um, mallard mm. penises are long and corkscrewy it's as like well. twice the length of the, the duck's body. So part yeah. of the rape, the duck rape, it involves the mallard penis. So I, I actually, to the dog thing, I actually, our neighbors, wonderful people, they have a German shepherd, uh, and uh, the German Shepherd and my dog Chelsea, male, female, he got up behind her. Oh, yeah. And we had to wait until everything <gasps> settled before. To get her off? To separate them, yes. Oh wow. Wow. But Chelsea was fixed, so it was, you know, okay. nothing going to happen. My friend who has the duck farm, she had uh, the one of the ducks, because uh, it's usually the penis is uh, internal, but when it's loving time, it comes outside and it got frostbite. And so she had to. Gingerly warm it up in like warm water and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it, it's hey. an, it, there's a massive, uh, uh, fascinating world of mating rituals. Hey, I'm going to go to this call real quick. Hi, Dave, you're on the air. Good morning. Morning. What's up, Dave? Not the much. Uh, I work in the HVAC business, and I did a um, a job one time out in Simong, New Jersey. And these people have a duck. His name was Frederick. They've had it since it was a baby. And they used, and they had two ducks, a male and a female. Well, the mating risk, then it's true what they do. The male gets on top of the female and actually holds the neck down with his feet. Oh, my oh. God. Wow, well, man. Well, this, this particular duck apparently didn't let go of the, the, the female's neck in time when it got off. and actually broke the female's neck. Whoa. Oh. Dear God. That's not cool. That's brutal. That's, now, this thing, we, we were working at this house all day, and this duck sits at the door all day and just quacks, waiting to get in. The, the, that, family, takes this, the, the family goes down to the Jersey Shore every year and takes this duck with it. This duck goes out and swims with other ducks in the bay and then comes back to the family. Oh, my God. Are you, way, are, you calling, are you calling from Indianapolis Speedway, yeah. by the way? I'm in the pace car now. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Did you hear that? Yes. Dave, yeah. Dave, yeah. Dave, where are you? Right now, I'm in um, Riverton, New Jersey. Wow, because it's... Fucking <laughs> 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 All right, thanks for your call, Dave. <laughs> Dave? I mean, that just sounded like you were sitting right there at the pole. <laughs> All right. All right, well, very interesting. Uh, so this all ties back to uh, the elevator game. Of course. Yeah, somehow or another, we got started on that. Uh, we got to take a break. Thanks for your calls. We appreciate it, though. We need to go live on Fox. Good day. Yes, yes. So we need to stay on time for that. So we're going to take a break, and we'll come back in a moment. Bizarre file stories are on the way as well. Make sure you stay with us. We'll be back in a sec. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. 
Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact Me swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to ten thousand dollars cash or twenty twenty two Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoop in and Win dot com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We will head over to Fox Good Day uh, in about 30 seconds. Uh, in the meantime, I'll tell you the fact that uh, the weather conditions are going to make it a hot, steamy sandwich today uh, for you out and about. We're going to have uh, 91 is a high, but it's going to feel over 100 degrees. It was gross yesterday Ugh. when the sun came out. Yeah. Uh, all that steam uh, from the moisture, all that rain made it a nasty one. So it's going to be something like that today. We have a chance for scattered showers the next couple of days. We're going on Fox. Here we go. <clears throat> this just in, the 2021 Broad Street Run is scheduled to take place on Sunday, October 10th at 8 a.m. Registration will open at 12.01 tonight. I guess that'd be tomorrow, technically, since it's 12.01. Mm-hmm. 2020 registrants will automatically be guaranteed spots. There's going to be a lottery for the remaining spots in this year's race. So it's back. Hey, Preston, Steve, anybody on your crew ever do the Broad Street Run? Are you? Do we have runners over there? Uh, well, you are this year, Preston, because you're training for the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, <laughs> I want to get up to speed on yeah. that. No, I have not done the Broad Street Run. Uh, Casey has started to run a little bit recently. But I can do a 5K and yeah. that. That's it. Not a 10-mile, no. You guys runners at all? I used nope. to be. Not anymore. <laughs> I used, he says, sadly, I used I to be. I used to be. Uh, yeah, well, listen, it, it pounds the hell out of you, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I've watched the Broad Street Run. Does that count? Like, I've been down there to watch Watching it, it is just as good. They say they... they yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's really... I mean, it's a great spectator sport. You wouldn't think that it is, but it's a party. People no, come in yeah. and they, they root on their friends and family that are, yeah. that are running. So that part of it I, I can do. I was on Broad Street yesterday, as a matter of fact. Were you running? No, I was crossing the street around Cowell Hill. <laughs> oh, nice. cool. It was great. Well, some people nice. don't run. They just cross back and forth across the street. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I have the runs. Yeah. Hey, uh, so we found this survey. People are revealing the most common habits they discovered about their partner after moving in with them. Right. One of the top ones was, uh, well, I didn't know you snored. Oh. And I didn't realize you leave the lights on. Uh, Preston, does anything come to mind after you cohabitated? Uh, that I was surprised about? Um, yeah. Not anything that I can remember immediately. I, I did find out things over time that, that kind of drove me a little bit crazy. But then you compartmentalize and realize that. Bury it down deep. Yes. <laughs> and let <laughs> it roll really up. Fun. Irritate you until eventually you, you blow snap. up about it. Yeah. Um, you, but uh, I mean, there's, uh, I, I find a lot of things around like, uh, the bathroom habits, uh, that, yeah. uh, that you don't realize until you cohabitate that can be a problem. Steve? Yeah. My wife had issues with my bathroom habits. I, I like to urinate in the living room <laughs> and that was something <laughs> that she was not comfortable yeah. with. Yeah. Uh-huh. But no, no. I mean, listen, 
again, I always think it's it's um, it's good to get that out of the way up front and find out because some of those things can drive you mad. Uh, we have separate bathrooms. If you're talking about a, a flashpoint where a lot of these shock things can happen, so having two separate bathrooms is actually a good way to avoid a lot of that. Also, my wife, uh, I tend to like to sleep, uh, uh, you know. Uh, in a more comfortable human way, and she sleeps the way a lizard would sleep. Right. So uh, with no air circulation whatsoever. So oh. that was a little shocking that she didn't need, she didn't need any wind. She actually sleeps like Lily from the Munsters, uh, you know. Uh, and I can't do that. I, I literally, I, I just can't do that. So, Steve, can you poop with your wife in the bathroom? <laughs> oh my God! I actually will. We actually have a love seat on my toilet. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you guys do it side by side. No, I, 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 I yes. I'm not a fan of that. I think that I, I you know, no, I think that's that's. Peeing is no problem, but no. No, that's when, uh, not a, that's that's not a alone, couple's thing. That's a lone time. No, I, I agree completely. When was the last time um, you went to speed dating and pooping was part of that? It just doesn't happen. <laughs> that's a, really interesting. Another yeah. one's people that didn't realize. A lot of people, like my uh, daughter, Jill, her husband's very much into recycling. So if she throws something out in the wrong basket, you know he gets a little upset. Like that. <laughs> there, there are worse, there are worse problems, you know, yeah, in yeah, the broad please. scheme of things. Then there's a milk carton you didn't throw into the proper bin, you know. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank right. you. We'll see you guys. Take right, care. Up Case, I do have to ask you because you're the most comfortable uh, pooper yeah. here in in the studio. I think. Yeah. Can you do it in front of your wife? Yeah, it's the wiping that I really need privacy for. Okay, yeah. so yeah. that's where it you just draw has to the be line. you and your wife. Yes, that's where that's where that's where I draw the line. If you, if you if you're in the bathroom together mm-hmm. and you're dropping a deuce, but she doesn't want to be in there either. No, nah, I know. No, yeah, just, but but have you ever had melt your skin off? Have you ever had to ask her leave to leave? I'm sorry, I have to wipe now. Are you going to poop? Can I come? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least there is a line. Yeah. Right. I I think a person. I'm I. I think that is something. No, I, I think I can, I can pee. Even then, just go do this personal evacuation thing on your own. Like, evacuation. do you have? Do you have a? a um, you have a big enough bathroom, though. You have, you have a separate toilet room, right? Yeah, we have a. So there you in, go. In, it's a master bath, right. and then in there is a, is a r- toilet where you can close the door. Yeah, be a water closet, water. so to speak. Water closet. Yeah, so to speak. And yeah. that is that to me. That you don't need to see every aspect of everything you two do. Right. You know, I don't think so. Have you ever okay? You ever let her hold it while you stop it? Pee? What? While I poop, yeah. she'll spread the the butt cheeks. <laughs> no, uh, have you had your case? No. Remember we talked about that. How do you we need did. Remember that? Hold it for? There was there was there were guys What's who that? What the hell do you need her to hold it for? No, you don't need her as a funny thing. Here, you want to hold it? You know what I mean? Oh. That sounds hilarious. I've never needed to. I'm sorry, I can't do this on my would it be okay if I held your pee-pee while you, mean, <laughs> while you passed water? Marissa asked me that one water. time. I was going to the bathroom. She goes, you want me to hold it? <laughs> that seems appropriate. That apparently... No. Nope, uh, honestly, Kathy, that apparently is a sign for a, some weird... I think weird guys that that's a... That's a, a um, thing? That's a... That's a uh, you, you know... Oh, really? You, you do this for me. You're, oh, submissive. Yeah. I think so. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. I don't need that. Yeah. I know that some women, at, uh, just out of a curiosity thing, will be like, can I hold that for you? Just because, you know, they have no idea what it's like. Well, I have a little, I have a hammock that suspends from the ceiling, so I'll hoist it up and rest <laughs> it in the hammock and it points down into the toilet. <laughs> okay, One of our calendar girls and uh, friends, um, Allison, <laughs> I, I can't, 
really every time I think of her, I think of this image yeah. because she told the story, but she wanted to see what it would feel like to have one. So mm. she made her uh, now husband like lay behind her and she pulled it between her legs. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Good for him. I'm sure All she right. loves you sharing that story. <laughs> she probably doesn't Allison, care. Allison, she doesn't Allison care. Allison doesn't care. <laughs> All right. This is a perfect time to take a look at NJM Insurance Group. Why don't we do that, Kathy? What's going on? Yeah, we've got a bunch happening. So 95 southbound stop traffic between Cotman and the Betsy Ross Bridge. The left lane is blocked with an accident. Southbound also heavy from the Commodore Barry Bridge to Highland Avenue. Right lane closed with construction. Northbound side between Broad and the Walt Whitman Bridge. There's a new construction layout. So you're jammed back to Island Avenue. In West Whiteland Township, Route 100 northbound is closed between 202 and Boot Road. It's because of an accident. 202 is being affected northbound. It's jammed solid 322 to Boot Road. Blue Route southbound, heavy McDade Boulevard to 95, northbound 95 to Route 1. Schuylkill eastbound, slowing 202 into Belmont, the Boulevard to University. Uh, westbound, Mare Avenue to the Vine. And then uh, from City out to Conjahawken, King of Prussia to 202, where the left lane is closed. The Vine westbound slows 95 to 8th Street. Uh, and then jams the Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill eastbound from the Schuylkill to Broad. And then in New Jersey, 55 northbound jams north of Deptford to 42, 42 north, slowing 41 to 295. And then in Pensauk and Route 130 northbound at Union Avenue, the right lane closed with construction. This traffic report brought to you by AAA. Now through Saturday only, general tires are buy three, get one free, and save on wheel alignment at AAA Car Care Centers. Details at AAA.com slash my car. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. No. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, we're going to start with this story. It ties off a little bit of what we were talking about uh, just a moment ago. But a married mom of two has revealed that she rakes in a whopping $4,200 a month by selling videos of herself farting on the Internet. Yeah. A bizarrely lucrative occupation that she has been enjoying for more than 20 years. Thanks for logging on. Uh, the 48-year-old who uses the pseudonym Emma Martin has been flatul- flatulence camming since 1999 and now charges $4.99 a month for people to view her exclusive butt-burping content. Oh, I guarantee you, like, you'll find stuff like this on OnlyFans and other sites. This is... This is, a, this is a well-known fetish. Yeah, this is where her account is, by the way. Okay. Uh, her online career became so lucrative that Emma of Rock Hill, South Carolina, follows a specific diet that was designed to help improve her performance. What does she eat, does, do they say? She said, I eat a lot of salad, asparagus, and avocados. Yeah. I also eat lots of Mexican food. Oh, she's a One prom- of my favorites is coleslaw and baked beans mixed together, <laughs> and I eat a lot of that, too. Wow. <laughs> Well, those, I guess you can write that off because it's a business expense. You, technically, yeah. yeah. Uh, the devoted mom is careful to only record her videos when her family isn't in the house because her children know nothing about her flatulence camming career. They'll find out. However, she says that her husband is well aware of her online business. She said, my husband knows, but he's not into farts at all. Uh, no one else in my family knows. I don't think they would approve, but I'm a grown woman. Emma primarily uses the OnlyFans website with the username Fartentart. <laughs> Wouldn't that be embarrassing if you're at the school bake sale and, yeah, I know you. Yeah. You're farting tart. But she also sells custom-made videos to her more dedicated followers. Her custom clips cost $7 per minute, 
Uh, Emma currently has about 300 subscribers on OnlyFans, netting in uh, $2,400 from the site each month. But question for you, Steve. Is it more embarrassing to be the farter or the person who actually pays per month to watch somebody fart? I, I've always made that same argument. Yeah. So who, who's really the, the, the creepier? Mm. Uh, if you watch that, I, I think it's a Hulu documentary on the OnlyFans phenomenon. Incredible amounts of money people are making doing this stuff. But, Casey, you can be an anonymous subscriber yeah. as opposed to you got to, if you're if you're starting right. on cam, you're, you're letting it all hang out there, you know? So, <laughs> a little bit different. <laughs> a Louisiana man made a decision that could have been deadly. Instead, it got him in trouble with law enforcement. Uh, Jen- Jimmy Jennings. Jimmy uh, Jennings. Yeah, this idiot from Louisiana is seen on video jumping from Interstate 10 oh, in yeah. Butte La Rose on Friday into the at uh at a what is it uh, at oh, Atchafalaya 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 uh river below. Uh Jennings said that he got the idea while he was standing uh, stranded in standstill traffic on the Atchafalaya Basin bridge due to a 10 car pileup ahead. He said, "When I hit the water, by the way, he was a hundred feet up. So, and he hit, and he didn't hit the water with good form. He didn't like, he didn't tuck in. Well, he's not a professional. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a professional jackass. He said, when I hit the water, my shoulder went up. I kind of hurt my shoulder, but I started swimming. Uh, I couldn't get back to the bank because the current was way too strong. Uh, Corey Vaughn, a friend of Jennings, who was with him at the time of the stunt and recorded the video, said, uh, "We are familiar with the water and the area." But I don't think he was prepared for what came with it. Uh, the jump set off an hours-long search for Jennings. He said, I stayed in the water for probably about, mm, I had a watch on. I looked at it for probably about two and a half to three hours. What? I thought I was going to die, but God saved me. Save the moron. Yeah. All right, I'll save the moron. Uh, and isn't that river, like, full of poisonous snakes? There's and alligators. Yeah. Uh, he eventually found himself on land again. Jennings spent approximately, listen to this. An hour on an ATV trying to find his way back, and then he realized he was on an island. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he said it was pretty crazy getting me back to shore. Me getting back to shore, I had to walk. Uh, where I was at, I couldn't even see the bridge anymore. Uh, Jennings said he found a horse. Uh, no, he found a house, I'm sorry, and tried locating anyone for help. He also found a boat and took it around to get back to civilization. He was taking things right and left. And that's when he was met by police. He said, I was walking, and I heard officers come behind me with their guns and told me to put my hands up, but I couldn't since I hurt my shoulders in the fall. I hurt my shoulder. Uh, Jennings said, they all had their guns on me. They were telling me to get on the ground, get on the ground. So I got on the ground, listened to them, and they put me in handcuffs. Jennings said police brought him to an ambulance so he could be checked out by paramedics. Jesus. Uh, He later wrote on Facebook that jumping was a bad decision, (laughs) and he credited rescue crews with saving his life. He could have died in the initial jump. Oh, yeah, easily. So this this moron lived. And and other people had to risk their lives to rescue him. Mm -hmm. Several people reportedly taking selfies near a historical fort in northern India were among 76 that were killed by lightning strikes during the early stages of the annual monsoon season. Yeah, Deadly lightning strikes are common in the vast Asian nation during the June-September deluge, which brings respite for uh, from the summer heat across the northern Indian plains. Of the 76 killed, at least 23 people died in the most... Desert, mostly desert state of Rajasthan, including a dozen who were watching the storm cross. Uh, they were on these watchtowers uh, near what's called the Amur Fort, and up to 30 people were on the towers when the lightning struck. Yeah. And boom, 
zapped All them. died. Emergency teams were checking if any victims had fallen into a deep moat on the side of the towers. Officials uh, told local media that some of those killed were taking selfies during the storm. Speaking of lightning, did you see the picture of the, the, the kid uh, driving the golf ball that got hit by lightning? No. Okay, I'll what send happened? it to you. It's a wild story. He's at like a driving range, hits the ball out, and like at that exact moment, a streak of lightning comes down, hits the ball, and they were able to retrieve the ball, but it was it was like fried. That's crazy. Did, did you see the story, Nick? I just pulled it up. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, no, I'll, I will uh, yeah. check that out later. One last story. A slot machine player hit the jackpot, then lost it all in a matter of moments oh. at the Wind Creek Casino, Pennsylvania State Police said. The 40-year-old man from New York City was playing a machine in the afternoon when the uh, he hit the jackpot at the Bethlehem Casino. He won $1,956, except after winning... The man left the machine, and he didn't grab the printed voucher oh, that no. he would need to cash out. Uh, somebody walked by, took it, cashed it out oh, at a kiosk, and left. Dude. Dumb bastard. They're gone. Dumb bastard. Money gone. Oh. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Come back in just a moment. Let's give away some movie passes to a screening of old M. Night Shyamalan yeah. film. It'll be next Wednesday, 7 p.m. at the AMC Fashion District. We'll take callers... Uh, 12 and 13 at 215-263-WMMR. The movie opens in theaters nationwide July 23rd. It is rated PG-13. So we'll get you on board. Let's take a break. Come back in just a moment. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. This is Sean Thompson, owner of Thompson Plumbing Service. 267-939-6392. Give us a call for any and all of your plumbing and heating needs, servicing all of Philadelphia and Bucks County. Have a good day. Next message. Hey, what's up, Preston and Steve? My name is Matt. I own a small woodworking company specializing in custom home decor and functional products. I uh, make charcuterie boards. Sorry, Preston. Mine are not edible. Boxes, picture frames, serving trays, chopsticks, cocktail mufflers, wine racks, shelving, and much more. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Husted Home. That's H-U-S-T-E-D-H-O-M-E. And for more information to see some of my work, check out HeStedHome.com. Thank you guys for the opportunity. Take care. You guys are rock. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Steve got a butt plug. Yes, Ooh. I do. It's a kitty butt plug, Yay. which is actually um, a, a, a tiny, little, a smaller butt, but mm-hmm. still valid. Mm-hmm. Uh, next Thursday, right. it's the Kegs for Cats event, and uh, this is a benefit for community cats. It's at Philadelphia Brewing Company on Frankfurt Avenue, twenty four forty. Uh, it's from thir- it's uh, Thursday from six to nine p.m. It's July twenty second. It's a ticketed event, and the money is going raised is going to benefit community cats through Max Fund and Morris Animal Refuge. There's going to be adoptable, petable kitties. Food by Algorithm Restaurants, which is what uh, Marissa Magnata turned me on to. This guy, Matthew, has the most incredible vegan and vegetarian food. We sampled some last night. Phenomenal. So that'll be, <clears throat> that's included with a VIP ticket. Complimentary beer. Lucy Nolan is going to be there signing her her new book from Fox, remember, formerly of Fox 29. Whole bunch of things going on. A whole bunch of raffles. I'm going to be there throughout the entire evening looking forward to seeing people and hanging out and having a good time. So the um, it's on com. You can get it through Eventbrite if you want to get your tickets. It's Kegs for Cats. 
uh, and also at MaxFun.com. So we'd love to see you there next Thursday evening. Go to uh, PressNC.com. He yes. right there if you didn't have a chance to write it down. Uh, hey, I got a couple of uh, emails and, and shout-outs real quick I'd like to pass along. Uh, this one was uh, was fun. This is uh, from Ann Hearing in Reading, PA. She wrote, I met Preston, and better yet, at a Wawa. <laughs> and wait for it, he's everything I hoped he'd be and more. It was really nice. She was super-duper sweet. Oh, that's cool. Uh, she said, Preston, when I saw you the pump uh, next to us, I told my husband that we were not going to be <clears throat> one of those annoying people to bother Preston on his day off. But my husband saw how excited I was. To actually see one of the people I've been listening to on the radio every day for the past 20 years, I thought we'd only get away from you when my husband approached you, uh, but when you got out of your Jeep to shake our hands and take a picture with me, that was everything. Uh, Thank you for not being a dick. Yeah, there you go. Uh, she goes, "You rock." Please tell, please tell Steve. I said to just forget about the moose. <laughs> so that's from Anne, and uh, yeah, I met them uh, at a Wawa. It was uh, it was really cool. They were. They Why were don't you forget yes. the moose for a moment? And then I got this one. It says, "Hey, Preston, I've been meaning to reach out to you guys for a while, but I want you to know how much I love the show. I'm an ex Navy SEAL, and when I was deployed, I'd listen to the podcast every day." It made me feel great, like I was at home. My cousin actually had you guys give me a shout out before I deployed to Afghanistan. And I want you to know the show means a lot to me. You guys are the best. And that is from uh, Patrick Barr. So, Pat, thank you, man. We appreciate that. All right, here's a shout out. It says, uh, I hope you're doing well. I was hoping to get a shout out on the air today, which is uh, oh, on the 14th. It is today. Uh, for my lovely wife, Aria, on the occasion of our two year wedding anniversary, Aria and our girls, Naomi and Maddie, are such an inspiration and joy in my life, although there are some challenges we see them through as a family. And I cannot express in words just how much I love and care for Aria and all she does to keep our family uh, amazing, help keep our family amazing. Uh, though perhaps a fart sound effect on the air would be a good start to celebrate. Uh, Aria is a hardworking teacher, and I'm so proud of her, and it makes, uh, if possible, can you please try to send a particularly juicy shout out for our girls Naomi and Maddie on the best... Uh, and the best woman who makes me centered and focused. I love you, Aria. And in the words of the Backyardians, this is serious. <laughs> Actually, that's um, Wonder Pets. That's what it is, Wonder Pets. Yep. Uh, cheers, and, cheers and have a great flight. Oh, that's for my buddy Harry Wood. Harry Wood. Harry Wood uh, checks in quite a bit. And that's, yes, his real name. Yes. He's a good man. Harry Wood. All right, and then one more, because I know this lands on this date. Uh, It says, hey, I was hoping you could do a shout-out for my daughter Vivian. Vivian's birthday is July 14th. Vivian will be turning eight years old, and I think her little head would explode if she heard you guys say happy birthday to her. Uh, But any day works because I listen to the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Sincerely, Pauline Kennedy. There is a shout-out for you. I, do you mind if I just do a quick mention for uh, the Team WMMR Rock and Rollers for the Ben to the Shore uh, bike tour? Yeah. So we are a month and a half away from the actual bike tour. Wow. Uh, and so because of the pandemic, COVID, uh, the the place where I order our team jerseys from, I needed to get the orders in ASAP. So right. uh, at this point in time, uh, we are still accepting team members. I just can't guarantee you a, a, a team jersey. Uh, it's just I had to get all the, the jerseys ordered at this point. God bless, bless you. you. Sorry. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're still accepting team members. I'm also, so Team WMMR is in third place for uh, fundraising right now. We're, uh, Wheels of Justice has, uh, has uh, outraised us by about $11,000 right now. The Jim Thorpers 
They are about $1,000 more than, than we are right now. And then Team WMR Rock and Rollers, we have raised a lot of money. So you could overtake them. We could. Are, are you, you could. beating so uh, Greg Murphy's team? We're kicking his ass. Good, uh, good. We're also kicking Deanna Durante's ass. <laughs> uh, so if you want to help us kick uh, all their asses, and it all goes to the same place. Mm. It's all a great cause. You can go to my Twitter page. Uh, it's the pinned tweet. Uh, on my Twitter page, and so donate, can, right? Yeah, donate, and, and I, I, I intend to uh, on doing that. That's a that's a great thing, and uh, honestly, people love the whole event. If they can't get a jersey, that's not going to stop them from, no. from from participating. It's you got you guys rave about it. You have a, I see you post pictures all the time with with buddies who are preparing for it. Yeah, it's, we're all getting ready be for an it. Amazing thing. We're we're training. We did a nice forty mile ride on uh, on Saturday. We'll probably try and get out again as well uh, this weekend. I, I I'm down the shore, so if you want to ride. With me or Team WMR, make sure you go to our Facebook page. We right. have a Facebook page. We'll, you know, we we coordinate all sorts of team rides and stuff. But uh, yeah, we're really, you know, doing the hard push because they're actually the the entire endeavor is behind in fundraising, and we understand why. Sure. It's been it's been a really really rough year, but um, you know, we're doing great things with this money and the families behind the badge. Children's Foundation is a great great organization. So please help if you can. Case, you've done such a great job that I want to give you something uh, for your efforts. Um, you guys. You know. Uh, so here, uh, this is for you. Oh. What is oh. it? Oh! Yes! It? Yes! It's actually his birthday <laughs> present. Here, hold that oh. up. Oh! This is huge, dude! <laughs> Turn it oh around. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. It's yeah, backwards. you got it backwards. Do you want to describe it? Yeah, it's backwards. It is the, the licensed photograph, <laughs> the most recent one that uh, Casey had. He's legendary for the pictures he takes for his license renewal photos. And this is the most recent. I call this the Aborigine. Yes. And uh, it is a large um, sheet, a large flag, basically, yeah, flag. Yeah. of yeah. the uh, of this driver's license picture. That is enormous. Is it a beach flag, guys? It's a beach yes. flag. Gotcha, yeah. Flag. So, Preston, you just got a Beatles beach flag? Yep. That's badass. Yep. So, uh, uh, Casey needed a flag, and so... Uh, yeah, I got it made, and uh, yeah, it's got the grommets on it and everything. Is it's that great. a new thing, beach flags? Uh, well, I don't know if it's a new thing, no. but it's definitely no. It can't be right. No, it's not. It's, it's just beach a great new. No, it's just a great way to identify right where you're at, or if you're trying to tell somebody, hey, you know, you know come down to this beach, look for this flag, right? Gotcha. And you'll be able to find it. Oh, I, I, I remember years ago getting caught in a, in a like a lateral riptide. Oh yeah, and when you get lost on the beach, oh yeah, and you cannot. And you're on a crowded day, ours, you are effed. Yeah, ours has already come in handy because I did the same thing. I went out and did a little boogie boarding, and the the tide had pushed me down a little ways. And I started to walk up the beach and realized I was walking in the, in the wrong direction. Right. And I just glanced around, and I found our flag, and I knew right where to go. So, yeah, nice. that's, that's yeah. Uh, what they're handy for. That's amazing. Marissa? I feel like they also stem back to um, concerts and festivals. Like, people would always walk around with flags or, or like, blow-up dolls or all sorts of crazy things. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. And, so, in fact, the flagpole that I bought uh, comes with the base that you're supposed to put underneath your car tire. Oh. Right. Uh, so oh. you can do that, and you use it for a tail. Gate. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so there you go. Case that was actually his birthday gift, and it, it took a few days to uh, to get it. Sometimes in. you got to wait. Yeah. For the magic. You guys all, you just went above and beyond. Well, yeah. Preston did. We we had nothing to do. Um. Well, listen. I I saw this article. I thought was interesting uh, and worth passing along. It was a, uh, a Reddit thread of uh, people asking for uh, some advice, and sometimes there's some really good stuff that comes. Uh, from these, and this particular community was asked, what advice would you give to young couples, asking married people who have had a lasting relationship? Right. How do you, the successful mar- uh, 
relationships. Yeah. What type of advice right. uh, would you give? And, and uh, they they give some pretty interesting uh, answers. So I thought it might be kind of fun to go through these All and right. see if you guys have some stuff to add to it. All right. Uh, Let it rip. But the first one I saw, I think I thought this was kind of interesting because it says, "Go to sleep angry." What? The best thing um, to do is go to sleep angry. Most times, uh, the advice you hear is never go to bed angry. And uh, I agree with what this person says. It says, go to sleep angry. Fighting while tired yes. doesn't accomplish anything. Oh, it's the worst. Revisit the argument the next day when you're both fully rested and you've had time to think about it. I agree 100%. And, and, and there's wow. some people that live and die by that. We need to, we need no, to figure this no, out right no, now. No, no, yeah. no. And when, <laughs> when something is <laughs> no. something's brought to me. Uh, at say nine or nine thirty at night, that's the absolute worst time to do it. And so, like, I I will have the conversation. Just give me twelve hours or fifteen hours or whatever, and we can do it on on a less emotional level. So make sure you set those ground rules mm-hmm. so that you both can agree. Because if you both agree and you both know, right? Let's walk away, take a breath. We'll talk about this tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Rest on it, and and, and you've got to get that. Okay, all right, and 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 then you you go to your separate corners, and that's it. I I had to do that with Rochelle because she didn't know, and and eventually it happened enough times where I'm like, because I would get this thing where I was literally walking up the stairs yeah. to go to bed. <laughs> we get up at four o'clock in the morning, yeah, and to go to bed, and I would hear the words, "I need to talk to you." Oh, and no, I'd you be don't. like, oh, no, you don't, you no. don't need to talk. We can't, no, we can't, you, yeah, we can't. But but it took me saying to her yeah. eventually, listen, I want to talk to you. I just can't do it when I'm on my way right. to bed. It just can't because a couple of things are going to happen. Number one, I'm tired. Not a good time to get in a conflict. You'll be Number watching two, the clock. I'm going to be lying in bed thinking about this, and it's going to keep me up even longer. It's going to make me uh, drowsy and crabby the next day as well. So I think that's sage advice. Well, you 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 know, listen. Okay, I understand what you're saying, but we need to talk about this tomorrow. You, know? you can take that breath. You can yeah. you can say, okay, I, I listen, it's not like you're going to go, it's a new day. I can't wait to find out what I did wrong. <laughs> right, right, but right. but uh, um, uh, at least you can approach it without the drowsiness mm-hmm. yeah. and the likelihood you'll say something extra stupid because you're not in your right state of mind. And, and not to bring therapy speak into it, but there are, there are respectful ways to create boundaries. And boundaries are important in relationships. And so if you say that to your wife in a nice and respectful way, she'll listen to it. And it makes, makes a difference. Well, like yesterday, my... Uh, Claire came to me with something that was a, sort of a charity request, and she came, uh, and she knew she, the way she approached me with it, and the way she phrased it, and and um, you you just got to accommodate those couple of things. Mm-hmm. But what the one thing you have to do is make sure you've sort of set those rules prior. Like if you have a slight skirmish, set the rules then, and say, okay, just for future reference, let's try to do this, and it'll work to your benefit. A lot of times, especially when you first whip that. Hey, can we do this tomorrow? Yeah. I'm sure it took a few times before it was like... Yeah, I, I yeah. had to talk to her at another time when we weren't in conflict. Right. And say, hey, you know what? I've noticed this. Right. Um, when you do have an issue with what's going on, right. please don't ask me right before I go to bed. It's right. just it's It just does not work. So, yeah, you do it when it's not conflict time. Right. You try to set those boundaries when everything is nice. All right, here's another good one. Uh, it says, have fun as a couple. Start your professional careers or at least finish any bucket list items like traveling before you have kids. Now, that's not always financially viable, mm-hmm. traveling and going out and doing these things that you want to. But if you can, yes, you should try to get a couple of things done because Bill Murray says it perfectly in Lost in Translation. Your life 
up until that moment, as you know it, is gone, never to return. Right. But then, of course, he says, listen, but they, they walk and they talk and they end up becoming the most lovely people in the world. Right. But, or Charles Manson. Or Charles Manson. Yeah. <laughs> but your life up until that moment uh, will be will, will change forever. And if, and if you want the time to be carefree and do some of these things, then you should try to get it done early if you can. Uh, here's another one that says, uh, you are allowed to spend time away from your partner. You can have a friend group that are not part of your partner's friends group. And if you have kids, remember that you are partners, not just parents. You are a le- So that was one of the things that really helped tremendously with our marriage is, is I thought, okay, I guess I'm, I'm going to go to the ball of yarn and flower show, you mm-hmm. know, and, 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 and do this thing. Um, and Claire knew I didn't want to go. Yeah. And we, we put on this, this dramatic, we acted out this thing. And so, like, when I, and then once you say, you go do that, you're going to have a better time with your friends, I'll go do my thing, yeah. and then we have our things that we can do together. But but it's okay to do that, even within the house. Yeah. It's okay, I'm going to go do this, I'm going right. to go read, I'm going to I'm going to poop by myself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but also, uh, being aware, yes. knowing that you have this agreement, right. you know, but now there are some people that can take it uh, to a level where... They're just, you know, out with the guys all the time. All the time is not the way to go. I'm I'm a homebody. My Claire is more likely to go out and socialize. Mm -hmm. And she accommodates me tremendously well. And then we have our things that we do together. So, uh, yeah, if you can work that out, you know, and but then Preston, she said, don't fall into the trap where you're out all the time and you're not spending any time together. That's wrong. Another piece of advice for married couples to young to um, uh, younger couples or newer couples uh, this says, 10 years from now, you and your spouse probably won't be the exact same people that you are today. This can lead to conflict down the road. Try to find compromise and understand each other's point of view. That's important, trying to understand their point of view. Look at Alec Baldwin. He married his wife and she became Spanish. Right? <laughs> yeah, they changed. Yeah, right. I mean, people change. Ten years ago, she was a very yeah. different person. Yeah. From Boston, and here she is from Barcelona. Do you guys, uh, do you have any friends who are high school sweethearts who are still together? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah my buddy Jeff yeah. uh, and my, my friend Brett and, and Danielle, they've actually been together since freshman year of high school. That, I find that remarkable just because yeah. people do change over time, and I have a few as well, Case, and it's um, they're still happily married and to me to watch their marriage and and their relationship last as long as it has it, to me it, it blows me away that they're able to do it but they, they're doing it well so well, I, I got married in my 30s so uh i i was um you put some stuff behind you, yeah you know? and i was like what do i like what what don't i like and and um yeah and mm. i and i what Claire was everything that I as I as I started to go through the litmus test of things. What's really important? What's really important? Yeah. What do I really want? And I was like, yep, 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 yep. And then I was good to go. The funny thing is, I always bring this up, Preston. You'll you'll before a guy is getting you know married, a lot of times they say, so you got to go out and sow your oats. It's like, no, no, no. You see, I'm making a commitment to this woman because I want to be with her. Yeah. This isn't like, well, I better get my horrid in. It's <laughs> but you you know, it's such a bizarre dynamic that always occurs. Well, all this um. This advice is interesting, and, and it reminds me of what pre-cana was. Kathy, did you do pre-cana? Yeah. And Steve, did you did pre-cana. Press, and I, did you, I, you did pre-cana, yeah, right? Yeah, did it. Yeah. I, Claire was so mad at me because I rocked pre, pre-cana, and I'm like, and we had like a super, we had like just one session. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. Uh, like, because she. There's a couple of different ways you can do it. Both her uncles were priests. Yeah. We were able to get the fast pass, basically. Yeah. And so we, and, and the, 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 the priest there is like, 
well, I'd like to have you come. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and Claire's like, you, uh, you're playing this guy like a, like a Stradivarius. I was surprised with how much I actually enjoyed it because it for me, it was like, oh, God. Do this, you know. This is a yeah. Saturday afternoon. I'll never get back, and and I it was good, right? Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I hated it. Did you? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a couple of pieces of advice that were good. I'm not a religious person, so I didn't like yeah. that tone of it. Yeah. It, um, to me, so. well, it wasn't. I, I don't recall it being overly religious. It was for for me. It was more advice on on how to. There's an inherent. Yeah, there was some ish- of that absolutely, yeah, and some yeah. of that was good. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And that's good. There is an inherent issue. With people who've not been married, and <laughs> talking to you, you know about. Well, no, the, the, uh, my pregame so, was all married couples. Yeah, and we it was had married, married couples. Mine was, was like, a, mine was a priest. Just okay, a priest. No. So, 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 and he was wait, great. Wait, wait. He was wonderful. That was wait. What yours was? Mine was couples? married married couples. It yeah. was, oh no, uh, mine was a priest too. A priest. Oh but, yeah, ours was other married couples and the priest, uh, but but uh, sharing their advice on oh uh, happiness in in uh, no. in relationship. We, I was like Steve. We um, sat in like a, a school in yep. Philadelphia somewhere in South Philly and the priest was up at the podium and oh. told us don't worry about money. They've sent so Don't worry about money. Yeah. <laughs> just keep donating to the church. God will provide. <laughs> yeah, just donate yeah. what you got. Mm-hmm. Preston, they do have a version now if you were getting married that'd be more to your liking. The Methodists just go to iFly. Which is really <laughs> cool. That's cool too. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? I was at a wedding one time, and a really nice piece of advice from the officiant uh, I, I, I still hang on to um, that they said, you know, the, the strongest bond you should have uh, should be with your spouse. And I thought it would be with your children because yeah. of your blood. But the point that they made is if, you know, uh, through your life, eventually your children are going to leave and branch out and have yeah. their own lives. Little and you and your wife will still be together yeah. you're, you're your husband, your mate, your, you know, your partner or however you want to refer and uh, and that that needs to be the strongest bond. I was it like, does. you know what? I hadn't thought yeah. about it that way. I'm like, God damn it, you're good, <laughs> sir. Yeah. yeah, and I was at a wedding one time where there was a married couple. They had been married for like 50 years. And the piece of advice that I had heard from the congregation on how to remain married for 50 years, uh, it, somebody yelled it from the uh, the audience. It was something like, <laughs> lick his... Lick his, lick his, lick his taint. taint is what I think it was. And they're still yes. together to yes. this day. Yes. Still Three together. kids later and going strong. Mm-hmm. There's a Flo and Jonathan have been together for 60 years. Flo, what's your secret to success? Lick his taint. <laughs> he likes that. <laughs> he likes it a lot. Uh, here's another piece of advice. It says, uh, as someone going through divorce right now, Never, ever betray your spouse's trust. It's impossible to rebuild. I made a mistake, and I'm paying the ultimate price for it. I miss my wife. Right. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. you need to get with that horse? No. I would Actually, say- yeah, advice from people who go through divorce would be a good one, too. Well, you can have dignity and respect the other person's dignity when you're going through. It's not like... Wow, they, 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 they now that's that's nine people now right, who've gotten divorced. It's very common. Mm-hmm. So if you can keep, you know, if you can keep your civility, that's a wonderful thing. I will go to Jacqueline who wants to comment. Hi, Jacqueline. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? I love listening to you guys. I will get in my car and take a ride just to hear you guys. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. That's so sweet. Thank you. All right. So, Jacqueline, are you married? I we have a commitment ceremony because we had our final I came into a relationship with T Mom at sixteen. I met him when I was nineteen. This is 
where it's not funny, but it's funny. I was in the bar, <laughs> and we were starting to get a little close. I said to him, we hadn't gone to that point. I said, I need to have a talk with you. Everybody thinks I'm 25 because I figured if I said I was 21, 22, I might get carded. Right. So I take him far away, and he goes, so what, you're older? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so I tell him I'm 19. He flips out. The following day, though, he's like, look, I already love you. But we both had our own children coming into this. So here I'm really 19. He's 36. We've been together now 21 years. Wow. My, okay. My advice personally is honesty is the best policy. Yeah. So if you're not feeling, people can get comfortable in a relationship and, and get used to it. Try to change things up. Like he'll go to the store yeah. and bring me back a pack of Skittles. And that just shows me he was thinking of me. And I will comment You're diabetic, on, by the way. <laughs> on okay. some personal things is women that aren't in, that are okay with having certain things done to them, but kind of don't want to give it in return. Here's just a little tip. Do it and do it out of nowhere because they ain't going to say no and it keeps them happy. Keep there you go. Happy. That's the, that's the Lickers Taint, uh, <laughs> that's the Lickers Lickers taint, taint philosophy. philosophy. Exactly. The honesty thing is absolutely. Uh, yes. yes. And it's, it's hard because a lot of times what happens is, is that people fall into the gray area of, well, I'm going to say this because I want to spare feelings or I don't want yes. to. I, and it's not that you're being malicious. No. And it's not that you're being malevolent. It's that you're trying to. The 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 desire to cushion things is a very slippery slope. So I would yes. like to add with the caveat, though, um, honesty, but with tact. Yes, yes. Um, you you have to. You don't just blurt it out. You you've got right. to. There's there's an approach to approach. it, and that is sometimes that's a learned it's skill, an incredibly difficult skill. Yeah. Yes, and it's yes. hard to do. And I still do the wrong thing all the time. And but but there are times. Where I'm like really proud of my, I really handled that well. You know what I mean? Yes, also, yes. and also, yes. and, and 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 Jacqueline, you you'd agree with this. The, the trick is also for the other person to acknowledge that you've done well. To say, I appreciate. Yes. Like my wife just did it to me yesterday. She said, I really appreciate you saying that, and it helped diffuse a situation. And and, but it takes a while to learn that. Right, you know? and that's why I'm loving this conversation because you learn over time, and it's when. You think that the other person isn't realizing that you're doing it. So, no, you don't have to every single time give them a pat on the back. But it is appreciated to give a kiss and say, I noticed how, hey, you know what? You rinsed that bowl out in this thing. That yeah. meant a lot to me. And that's really what or, a, a ton of your your experience together is going to be, you know, talking in the kitchen, sitting on the couch, watching crappy TV, and just having fun. Those moments are really what a predominant amount of your life is going to be together. Yep. And, and if you can have fun there, you're going to be good. Yes. If Thank you're you. with your best friend, yeah. you're with you're 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 always going to be good, and there is nothing wrong with separation on going out with other people yeah. if they are trustworthy. Because I trust my husband, he trusts me. We don't trust other people. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I always believe in saying I love you. And yes, if you're tired and cranky, I do not believe in fighting. I believe in if there's an issue, address it. But if it's cranky, tired time, right. wait. Right. But I just want to say to people, don't ever give up on love. It really. It really is out there. I don't know where this where forever is, but 21 years later, being 19, coming into someone that was already in their late 30s, it's popping. I, I mean, I'm really happy. Here. Good, good. Nice. Glad to hear it. And I nice. wish everybody out there happiness, and they'll get through it. The divorce part, I'm, unfortunately, my only advice could be stick with the communication. Take that advice that person said. Their communication 
mess things up. Trust is huge. Once you lose it, you can't get it back. All right. Thank you, Jacqueline. Yeah, thank you. You can stop now. Thank you, Jacqueline. We love you. Great news, but shut up. She's She's wonderful. No, it was great advice. Absolutely. And here's... um... Her her husband learned to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But here's here's a a little piece that that I would like to offer from my, my personal experiences. Um, and this is this is advice from married couples to young couples who are maybe uh, going through uh, learning. Well, they're still learning about each other. Yeah. Um, learn to, and I think this speaks to a lot of guys. Well, I guess any anybody. Um, when you learn, when you can learn to suck it up and apologize. <laughs> it can, now, and and by that I mean how maybe you handled something. You may still believe in what you are upset about or yeah. or your argument, but if you handle it incorrectly. You just need to suck it up and say, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry about that. It makes a world of difference. Entertain the notion. Difference. Two yeah. things. Entertain the notion that you're wrong every now and then. Yeah. B, even if you don't feel you're wrong, pick your battles yep. and realize, is the object to win or is the object to have a good relationship? Because some, in other words, do do you consider success in your marriage by how many fights you've won, right? Or by how happy you are together? And if you want to talk about wins and losses, sometimes an apology can feel like um, you, you've you've given in, you've, you've right. quit. I I you know I I lose. I, Who, I lose. Who's the time. victor? But it's yeah. not yeah necessarily the case. It's never too late. Yeah. You know I mean, like even if it's something that happened a year ago and you're carrying that around, apologize then. Yep. All right. So here's uh here you go. Here's another thing. Uh, this is advice from uh, couples to young couples. Uh, to Reddit. Couples. Uh, do things that your spouse enjoys and don't keep score. For example, my wife, love, my wife loves going to soccer games, but I don't. And I love horror movies, but my wife doesn't. But I still go to games with her, and she still watches horror movies with me, support each other's hobbies and interests. That doesn't mean every time. Every once in a while. You know, like you're talking yes. the yarn and... Uh, the yarn and flowers. <laughs> and flower yeah. show. Right. You so don't want to go to that. But I but will. I'll go. And this way, when I do that, she gets very happy because she knows, yeah, I want to go. And the reason I want to go is I want to be with you. And and that's legit. If you're doing it, you think you think your your wife or husband or your girlfriend or boyfriend, you think they don't know when you don't want to go do something? Yeah. You, you're trying to sell it, yeah. but even your body language will give it away. Yep. Uh, let's see. I will go to, do, 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 do. let's go to Gregory. Gregory, good morning. Good morning. Love your show. Thank oh. you. Appreciate it. Greg, you've, uh, you've been married for a while. I have been married for 27 years. And within the past couple of years, I've learned something at work every time. Pretend like you have a bank account and I add to that bank account by going along with my wife's ideas. Even if I think they're nutty or crazy or right. airbrained, do it anyway. Shut up. Don't say a word. Just go along with it. For example, last week she wanted to go to DSW and on the way to DSW to pick up her mother. So now I have her and my mother-in-law in the car, and I clamped my teeth shut because all I could hear was money going in the bank for when I want to do something. We lost you. Hello? He's oh, saying when well, he's I keeping want, so that, I'm doing all he's, that. He's keeping that in the bank for when he I wants to do something. Well, saying, so well, like I she... went with your stupid mom to that yeah. dumbass store, so you got to go to the tractor pull with me. Honey, well, I, I'm no, glad no. you invent, you invested $30,000 of our money in drinkable spaghetti. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's not about money. It's going along with their ideas. Yes. Guys, you might think are, are crazy. Just go along with them. 
so for example, when I started swimming outside in January at the French Creek Club, you guys have talked about that on the air. Right. Uh, you know, my wife looked at me like I was crazy and I'm like, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. I had money in the bank, so to speak, and I used it. Now I've been swimming since January, and I'm going to keep swimming until next winter. Honey, I took you and your stupid mother to the shoe store. All right. Thank you, Gregory. Appreciate the advice. Uh, Let's go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning. Durka, Durka, Durka. Hey, What's up, buddy? Hey, man, I'm a longtime listener and a close friend of the show. Actually, I live in San Antonio now. Oh, nice. Today is my 35th. First wedding anniversary. Ah. <laughs> nice, buddy. And there's there's a couple things I said to my guys. I'm a service manager down here. I tell them, you know, 31 years, my wife doesn't have it. She's probably not going to get it. Right? I said, but the best advice that I'm going to give anybody who's had the longevity of, of marriage is you have to learn to listen. Yeah. You know, if you if you can't listen and you have your earplugs in all the time and you're not hearing what your wife is saying it's just going to be a horrible horrible time just yeah a well to add on to that listen and don't think you can just fix everything but it's it's more important to be felt and understood Mm -hmm. than to be the man oh well i know how to fix this you can't do that Uh, but but just know that it it, it, I, i hear you i appreciate what you're saying and uh and that'll go a lot further I'm... Absolutely. Hey, congratulations, Mike, man. Thanks for listening in San Antonio. We appreciate that. All right, guys. All right, Windy City. Have a great week. We'll see you. <laughs> what is San Antonio? What's their uh, name? Anybody know? They got Canals? the river walk. I'd like to get yeah. there sometime. Mm-hmm. I've been there. It's beautiful. I love, there's a scene in uh, the movie This is 40 where they're having an argument and they they decide as they're talking to talk to each other like they're therapists. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's yeah. do it that way. <laughs> and it's just not working at all. All oh my god is so damn funny. All right, well, interesting. I just thought this was uh, worth throwing out there. From time to time, we'll see some uh, interesting Reddit threads that were uh, good advice, and I think this one is as well. So it's uh, the Alamo City, by the way, Preston. San the Antonio Alamo City. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in just a moment or two, get into some other stuff. Don't forget, we got five hundred dollars plus. By that, I'm meaning to, to the whole value of the prize is $1,850 for the award of the week prize. So don't miss out on that. We'll tell you about it. A little bit later on, we'll be back in a sec. Stay put. Join the MM Army and Steve Morrison at Acme Markets on Bethlehem Pike in Flowertown this Friday from noon to 2. Win cool prizes and find out more about Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Independence, and how you can make a difference in a child's life. Acela is one of those words that uh, Bill can't pronounce. Oh, really? You ever heard him try and say it? <clears throat> like no. uh, Like prostrate. See it like yep. prostrate. That's the other thing. <laughs> really? Instead of prostate. Yeah, it's yeah. prostrate. You're prostrate. Yeah. Acela. It's a cella, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I thought of when you were saying that. Uh, Where's Marissa? I need her. Where are you, Marissa? I was. uh, Attention, Marissa. Please report to the broadcast studio. It's not completely (laughs) dire. I mean, if she's. uh, It's not completely dire if she's. uh, Well, she's, you know, taking a dump or something like that. If she's taking a dump. I was looking in the other window or or through the window for a little while. Her and Nick Murphy went off somewhere. Ooh. Marissa and Nick Murphy kissing in a tree. Uh, all right. Well, anyhow, I'm going to mention this nonetheless because it's something we've been sitting on for a little while, and I keep meaning to mention it, but I need Marissa to um, 
green light it and have it ready to go on the website. But it's not ready right now. But trust me, as soon as she gets here, it's all set. She's yeah. just gotta she's just gotta green light it. She has it. She has the uh, framework there. She just right. has to hit a button and make it go. So we we've only done this twice. And we're ready to bring it back again. We took a little rest, but it's a little contest that we came up with called Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts. Ah. And this is a contest for people who think they know everything about a particular subject and just say, look, I'm an expert. I know Mm. everything. And we only took it down two paths so far. The first one was the MCU. And an incredible display by the contestants. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then the second one we did was the Rocky franchise. Yeah. And now we're going to head into another realm of entertainment. And by the way, this may eventually lead off into other things like sports and news. It could get a little more serious. Agriculture. But right now, maybe even agriculture. But for now, we are going to delve into the Harry Potter universe. And, by the way, Nick is the point person because he is the one who's read all the books here. Uh, And there's a few other experts like Nick Murphy to help us get this together. Now, is this movies and books? Books. It's 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 movies and books. Both. And it's just the first seven books in the Harry Potter series and the eight movies that are tied to those books. It's not uh, anything with Newt Scamander afterwards. It's not the... uh, the one that was the Deathly Child or whatever the one that came out a couple okay, years ago. So the, the play, main, yeah, the main canon, canon of, yeah. of Harry Potter universe, which includes the first seven books, and I'll say this again, and the eight movies that are associated with those books. Seven books, eight movies. So yeah. that core, which we really believe to be the Harry Potter realm for the, for most people, if you are a self-proclaimed expert then that's probably where your basic knowledge sits anyway, right? That is reading, correct. I'm reading the second book again right now, uh, Chamber of Secrets, and uh, it's a kid's book. Um, but it's, uh, it's a kid's book. It's it's so fun to dive into that universe, even if you've taken a, a year or two away from it. I'm going to I'm going to tell you how you get on board for this, but first I, want, I have a question about that because I was considering diving into it because I listen to audiobooks constantly, mm. uh, and I was thinking about diving into the world of Harry Potter, and that's a big commitment you know, to go through all of those books. Um, but you said the first, how, how many of the books are more kid, because they start to get more sophisticated as they go along, right? I think one of the fascinating things about the entire series is that as the kids grow up, so do the books. Okay. So, like, the older the kids get, the more complicated and deep the books are, and they also become longer and more uh, layered and more intricate. So, by the time you get to the third book, the kids are kind of becoming teenagers. And then Smoking. four, five, six, seven, they are dealing with adult-like issues and, and dark issues. So uh, if you were to dive in, Preston, I would start with the, with the third one, maybe even the fourth one and go from yeah, there. Yeah, but is, aren't there basic uh, bits of knowledge that yeah. I need to know from the first book? probably got it from the movies, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, the first two books are, are relatively short. And uh, listen, okay. you could breeze through them if you're just doing audiobooks back and forth while you're driving on the beach or whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, they're not... If you want to go a little bit heavier and, and get away from sort of the kid's tone that takes place in the first two, uh, start with the third one. Okay. All right. Well, I may do that. All right. Well, anyhow, here's how you do it. Uh, we need to hear from you as to why you consider yourself a self-proclaimed expert in the world of Harry Potter. So you're going to get in touch with us and let us know all about you and why you should be in this contest. And be confident, okay? You need to know everything all right you need to you need to know not, a lot not a passing fascination uh-uh. you need to be committed and i know you're out there when i went to the wizarding world of harry potter at universal there were battalions of people that i'm sure would fit in this self-proclaimed expert 
category. You know it. You live it. You breathe it. You were outside the bookstore when the uh, the next book was being released. That's what we're looking for. Not like, I think I know. I've seen some of the movies. You pride yourself in your knowledge of Harry Potter. Yep, and we need to know why, and you need to tell us creatively, and that's part of what we're going to judge this on. That's how we did it last time, you know, because we can't, we're not going to have you take an initial test no. to go through first and then narrow it down to who actually scored the best on it. We're just going to take your word on it, and but you need to, you need to, it needs to speak to us yes. in some way, shape, or form. So you need to write something up creatively and tell us why. And then we're going to select two people, just uh-huh. two people, to come here in our studio because we're going to have people in the studio now. And I tell you what. And you'll battle for the bragging rights and the uh, the title of official Harry Potter expert. If you are not an expert, you won't do well in this contest because the questions are going to be hard. Okay. How, now, was it you and, and was it you and Nick Murphy? Who I've, uh, I've uh, assembled a committee uh, and um, we, we're putting together the questions. We are going to vet them thoroughly. Right. And uh, and make sure that they're right. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to contact uh, or, or consult Nick Murphy on it as well. By the way, I said uh, cursed, or I meant cursed child. I said deathly child, and that shows that I'm not an expert. Right. So we want you to be an expert for this contest. Yes. So we'll go through a series of three rounds uh, increasing in difficulty, and uh, then we'll find out who the winner is. And we might have a prize associated with it. There is this uh, Harry Potter e- exhibition that's coming up at the uh, Franklin Institute. It's not until 2022, but it's going right. to be amazing. And the world premiere is going to happen here in Philadelphia. Oh, wow. So we're going to going to get some prizing from them at some point, uh, but because they haven't even announced uh, how it's going to come together, we don't have the details on that yet, right. but we will get that for this contest. So we're looking to execute this in a couple of weeks live on the air, so keep that in mind. Probably the 28th or 29th, we'll, we'll have uh, two people in our studio. So PrestonandSteve.com. Uh, Marissa, is that link up and ready to go? It's ready to go. So you can you can start writing. You don't have to, you know, it's not the first to submit to get in. We're going to do this for, you know, at least a week or so. So you got some time to write something down, then you can enter it. Spend some time with it. Yes. Yeah, because if in the first sentence you say you're a big fan of the Ewoks, we're going to know you're not for this contest. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So uh, send that over, and I'm looking forward to doing that contest. Uh, I'd like to mention something. Speaking of Ewoks, little things, uh, Marissa Magnata. Yes. Uh, yesterday. <laughs> Did you not like that, Marissa? <laughs> You're so tiny. She is very tiny. Um, we and and this is a bit of an announcement from myself. Uh, news, Preston Elliott news. All right. Uh, I played golf. Whoa! For the first time, ladies and gentlemen, Preston Elliott played golf for the first time yesterday in over two years. In over two years, yes, because of my injured shoulder. Because of his injured shoulder, and you can stop that now. I can stop this now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it has taken uh, over two years uh, for my uh, tears in my tendons in my shoulder to, to heal. Yeah. And, Tendon uh, tears, as they call them. At least I think they have healed. They feel better, and I oh, feel fully God. at strength. So, right, exactly. Now going out and playing. Uh, so, yeah. I, and I haven't even told any of my golf buddies yet that, that I've done it. I wanted to go out and mess around with it a little bit and see if it's still possible. You were with one of your golf buddies yesterday. I was. It was yeah. with Marissa Magnata. Right, she yeah. went and played. I, I invited her and her boyfriend, Matt, and uh, Sebastian Latou. Who's good. Now, um, now, did you play shotgun? No, no. So... That's that's for an outing. That's only for an outing. Yeah, you, okay, you so don't. Uh, well, so so shotgun is different. You're thinking of of best ball. Yes. So or a scramble. Right. A shotgun is when all the groups go to every single hole in the course and start at the same time. Okay. So what is it when? So did you play best? No, no. We played our own ball. Okay. We 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 just played and uh, we played stroke play. Okay. Uh, but uh, Marissa did the uh, one thing. So it was Marissa's a beginning golfer. 
Um, and she had a uh, <laughs> Jeff Surrett has already texted me. Oh, that's great. <laughs> He's the executive director of the uh, the PGA here in Philadelphia. And I just saw my phone light up. I, Jeff, I was about to text you after the show was over. <laughs> but anyway, um, she's a beginning golfer, and but she has the wherewithal to know when to pick up the ball and move ahead and keep the game moving. And we played a four hour round with a beginning golfer, Marissa, on board, and she did great. She we did have wonderful. audio of Marissa on the sixth hole. Oh, look at that go. Yeah, the crowd loved it. I had a couple of balls like that. I think it's very funny. So I appreciate um, Preston pointed out a few tips that I had not learned yet. Um, my favorite was he kept telling me to not lift the club past my waist. Mm-hmm. But I am so short but not aware of how short I am that I kept thinking it was at my waist. Right. And you're like, it's at your head. Like, right, right. And it's, right. The same reason, it's a foot above your head. It's the same reason when I'm in a group photo and I kind of bend down a little bit. Right. <laughs> or I look around and I'm like, can you see over me? And people just laugh. I guess well, I just need to like be a little aware of my, uh, well, yeah. my yeah, Marissa, like a lot of beginning golfers, is trying to swing really hard and right. hit the ball hard. And I was showing her that you just you, when you start, you don't need to. You just bring it back a little bit. And so she would practice swing and bring it back the right height. And then she would go to swing at the ball, and she'd go all the way back and swing around. And all three of us are sitting there going, you just did it again. If it connects, but it just takes practice. Right, like it'll rock it if you connect it correctly, right? Yeah, even just barely yeah. hitting, even just not swinging hard at all. If you hit it square in the face, it's going to go. Yeah. So. Kath, you, um, you had flirted with it for a little while. Dude, yeah, I couldn't. I went out and played with her. Yeah. We played at White Manor. We played a few holes. She played fantastic. Yeah, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, What I couldn't deal with was the time. Yeah, yeah. So, a lot of time. Uh, who has, I, I'm sorry, but I, I don't have four, four hours, hours yeah. out of my day to go play. So I wasn't playing enough. I liked the lessons. Like yeah. I, I went to... um. Oh, my gosh. What's over? Mark Anderson over at Cricket Club. Yes. I yeah. went to, to the Cricket Club, um, which was awesome. I loved, um, you know, going to the driving range and, and, you know, doing lessons with him. But that to go out and play and play all those it's hours, an investment. I couldn't do it. That's why fencing is your thing now. Because yes. the it's, matches are very quick. Yeah, I've actually thought about fencing. I, fencing. Yeah. There's a fencing academy uh, not too far from me. It's kind of in the, the North Wales uh, area. And I've, I've driven by, and I'm like, hmm, I mm-hmm. wonder. And I'm like, no, probably not. Do you know what I thought about getting back into? It's funny we should be talking. So I watched Wimbledon. I was very much into tennis for a long time. And I, I'm i thinking, should I, should I pick up the racket again? It's great exercise, yeah, dude. Yeah, lo- it's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. I love just, you know, even just taking, you know, if you have a, a, a handball uh, wall, you can go off yeah. and, and slam the balls off the wall. But it's a, um, it's a great sport. But I'm like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's like, yeah. Sometimes you, you, you go away from something that you yes. like, a bit and you think, let me go back to that. So I'm, I'm thinking about doing it. Casey, in, in Wildwood, there's all those, uh, or in Wildwood Crest, there's those uh, tennis courts out there. Yeah. And I see people playing. I'm like, I wonder. And, and there's then, also people playing pickleball. Pickleball, yeah. Pickleball out there, too. Paddle tennis is, is big now. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people doing that as well. So that looks fun. But all Marissa's right. taking up the sport. And by the way, Jeff said, yes, we got to get you some, uh, some lessons, Marissa. So we'll work on that. I'm so excited. Thank you for taking me out. I no just problem. got a random text from Preston last week, and I was very excited. I was a little nervous hmm. because it was your first time back, and it's one of my first few times going and Playing a full eighteen, right? Um, but right. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for all Marissa, time. You go to a, now. What was that simulator that um, you go to in the city the whole time? You uh, took five about? iron. Okay, five yeah, iron. Five iron is great. So I played eighteen holes 
on a simulator mm-hmm. <laughs> while I'm drinking. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you, can drink, you can drink in real life, too. True. little yeah. different, though, when it's like 90 degrees oh outside. Oh, my God. And it was so disgusting. Yeah. So were you, wearing your, were you wearing like a wide-brim hat, like a like a bucket hat, or how do you no, keep this? No, I was wearing a baseball hat. Yeah. You know. Did you get toasted up? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. We, were, we were dripping in sweat, but that's just, you know, that's that's part of so the game. So erotic. Getting nothing in it, though. <laughs> It's so hot and smelly and sexy. But we had fun yesterday. It was so cool to hang out with our buddy uh, uh, Sebastian Latou. He is a funny guy. He's a great yeah, guy. He is so much fun. Uh, so we had a really, really good time. So I just wanted to mention that. It was a great time did hanging out. Did he curse in French when he uh, missed a <laughs> shot? Yes, he did. Yeah, I love that. He did. I and love I, when he does that. And I and I made fun of him. I go, ah, sacré bleu. <laughs> <laughs> he um, and Matt played together at the, um, the core golf outing uh, last month, right? Yeah. Sebastian and Matt. Did they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Sebastian was there with, with Marissa's boyfriend, Matt. Oh, that's Matt right. Well. We were there. Yeah, yeah. Cricket club, for crying out loud. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a good time, and uh, and I hope to be back at it. And I've decided to change my approach to the game. Oh, and really? I'm, I'm not going to. I was obsessing over it for a while. You were obsessing. I was working too hard. I was playing too often, right. and I was working too hard, and I was letting the fun get away from me. Yeah. And so now I just want to go out and play and have fun. Would it help if you dressed as a clown? It would be yeah, hilarious, actually, if I think about that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, to me, I'm interested in taking, uh, getting out there. Do you have uh, the patience for it? Uh, Kathy's issue would be my issue. For what four about, hours? But what like, about like, like nine holes or a pitching pot or something right, like that? That I think I could have some fun with. Yeah, I used to routinely play. This was years ago. A nine hole course, Comac, Long Island. Nice, and um, it was just the right amount. It There's was a really fun. nice, and, and it was. I was I, I sucked, but I had fun. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you suck. Yeah, you, you go out and enjoy it. Um, there's a really nice nine hole course, Steve, in Phoenixville. It's the Phoenixville right. uh, Country Club, and it's beautiful. And if you want to play eighteen, you just play it twice. Right. You know, so you can find really gorgeous nine hole courses out there. You just have to look yeah. a little bit. Well, I think I'm going to try to be the activities coordinator of the Preston Steve show now. Ah. Steve, if you would like to play tennis, I would love to play with you. And I found a great way because I'm like okay at tennis, but I I'm just more of like keep the ball alive. Right. So if that's we had, fine, doing a rally is fine. We, we played had, tennis together. We remember? Did. Oh yes, when we were stuck up in um, Jack oh, Frost. Jack Frost. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? See, I I need activities. I just need to stay busy. All right. But if you have three people and you just kind of play like king of the court and keep swapping in and out. Does that make sense? So, like, no, whoever I, uh, like, yeah, is I, out, you just keep going? I, I absolutely think, that. yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. It, it, you can just go knock around on a tennis court for a while, which is fine. Yeah. The case, also, I my, found my bowling ball again. <gasps> Dude, I went last night. I bowled last night for my son's birthday. Yeah. Yeah, we gave him uh, some options, and one of the options was to throw axes. And he didn't At want the to bowling do bowling alley? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems a little you, out of place. How could you pass that up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, man. Uh, but he did not want to go axe I got a 7-10 split, but I split it. <laughs> so he and we ended up going and, and bowling. And so the bowling alley near me had um, leagues last night, but Winwood Lanes did not. So we went and did that. Uh, you know, it's fun. It's a fun sport. I love it. I really do love it. Um, and I do. I was And so I was trying to look up. Where Top Golf was, there's only like one really, Cherry Hill, right? Mount Laurel. Yeah. Weren't they supposed oh, Mount to build, Laurel? build yeah. one up in the um, in the northeast along the boulevard where it's that Nabisco? Still too far for me. True, but Top yeah. Golf. Well, I'm just curious because there's the Nabisco factory that came down a couple of years ago, yeah, and they, it's not up yet. Maybe if okay. they might be building it, but it's not uh, available just yet. There's gotcha. one in Mount Laurel, and then one even further north than that. Yeah, come to Mount Laurel. We go to Costco, and then Top Golf. 
Okay. It's, it's a great Saturday. <laughs> nice. I don't belong to Costco, though. They're going to go to the uh, pottery <laughs> barn, Frank the Tank. Mm. All right. Uh, well, anyhow, it was fun getting out yesterday, and yeah. hopefully I'm back uh, playing again. <clears throat> uh, uh, fairly regularly, but not as crazy amount as I used to. I told you that I, if I feel like you're obsessing, I'll, I'll try and jump in, but just be nice to me. Remind him of the magic of the game. You be his bagger vans. <laughs> yes, please do. That's a game you can't win, only play. Um, hey, so speaking of uh, entertaining yourself, I didn't know this was coming up, but we are about in, uh, heading into, yeah, it starts tonight, the Perseid uh, Meteor Shower. Oh, cool. Oh. Uh, starts today. Now, it lasts about a month. Can you, uh, well, yeah, tonight you probably can't see, right, with the overcast, but but you got time. So if you find yourself with some idle time and you're outside, then just kind of hang out and watch the skies because they're, they're going to be streaking across our uh, horizons. So I have my Celestron telescope poised to, you know, run and gun and go outside and, and Check out the stuff. It's great. It's so much fun. You know, even as, because the Celestron will find the things in the sky for you. Oh, really? Yeah. So you just, you punch in what you want to see, and it goes to it. Well, there's something coming up. So obviously you can't see meteorites. No, with a, with unless a, you're going really fast. Yeah, with a, uh, a telescope. Yeah. But there are some things coming up in the sky that's going to be cool for that. Um, the um, It should be July 23rd, the next full moon. It's nicknamed the Buck Moon. Uh, at which time Saturn and Jupiter will also be available. So Saturn, you can watch good them. stuff to you can, watch. You can take a look at them. To be able to pick out the rings? Uh, the, probably, yeah, with your telescope. Yes, yeah. I could, yes. Uh, the next m- new moon and the darkest skies will take place August 8th. Uh, it's my son's birthday. Uh, look for Perseids to peak in the dark skies a few nights after that. And if you can get somewhere with truly dark skies, uh, look to the south to glimpse uh, the Milky Way. The Milky so Way. That will be showing, which is pretty awesome. Um, and speaking of celestial stuff, I thought this was great. I was not aware of this. Nick, have you been to Iceland? Yeah. Okay. So there's this musician, Christian Haranar, had posted something uh, on social media, and it was on his, um, he was at a hotel in Iceland, and his in-room phone had a button on it that said, Northern Lights Wake Up. Hmm. And so this button, when pressed, allows the hotel to wake you up oh, wow. whenever the aurora, aurora borealis becomes visible in the sky. They know this. How they, awesome is that? Well, this is a. This is a. I've seen. I had the benefit of seeing in Alaska, and they're amazing. However, like my wife went to um, the Netherlands, and and that was a big. You know, I want to go. I want to see the Northern Lights. And and it this is a brilliant thing to do because so many people will go exp- when they're saying why are you going there? Well, I want to see the Northern Lights. That's why we went. So yeah, we were there in March. Uh, it was just as cold in Iceland as it was here in March. So you can do it that time of year. The weather's not great, um, but everywhere we went, it was cloudy. So every single night. We missed out on the Northern Lights, and uh, an app like this would be helpful. We, there's apps you can download, and they can track where the Northern Lights are going to be. But every night we got to a certain place, the Northern Lights were available in the place we had been the night before. Oh my God. This, every, every single time. And so we just it's just bad luck. You can't have control this, the weather. Though, Nick, is a wake-up service in your hotel. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah. Wake up, there's the Northern Lights. Right. Wake up! Uh, can you see them? Wake up! <laughs> Can you see them in New England anywhere? Sure. Okay. Yeah. It, depends yes, on it the... all depends on the atmospheric yep. conditions. Okay. Um, so, it, you know, it's no guarantee. Better chances to see them are at the poles, you know, mm-hmm. north and south. Um, and, in fact, it's called something different in the, at the South Pole. It's not the Aurora Borealis. Australis. Australis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Australis. 
Uh, but yeah, case it's uh, okay. you, you can. In fact, they've been seen here before. I remember absolutely. It was a good eighteen, nineteen years ago that I remember. Uh, we had Aurora Borealis activity in Philadelphia. People could see it. And I remember 18 years ago. <laughs> I was so mm-hmm. bummed out because it is a bucket list item of mine. And um, we went to uh, Sweden and Norway a few years ago, but we went in the summertime. Uh-huh. And it's never dark enough for that. Um, but uh, we were there in the winter. No shot at it. It just didn't happen. It's just got to be the right time. It's an amazing it thing to see. Yeah. Uh, so, But there are a number of Icelandic hotels that offer this service, including the Hotel Ranga, the Hotel Husafel, and Hotel Budir, uh, to name a few. So here's a statement from the Northern Lights section of the Hotel Ranga's website. It said, did you know that the Northern Lights can appear at any time of night from sunset to sunrise? Uh, You can never predict exactly when the show will start, but don't worry, we've got you covered. Our Aurora wake-up service is ensures that guests never miss an appearance of the Northern Lights. Simply press a button on your in-room phone, and then you receive a call whenever the Northern Lights should appear. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. Yep. I would prefer a different wake-up call, you know? Mm-hmm. Just, you know, something... Did you wake up now? There's the Northern Lights are outside. You go out and see them. This is a little song I wrote called The Northern Lights. <laughs> You better remember it from the net, the cracker sweet. That's right. Now, that's not the one I wanted. What Which one did you want? Uh, I thought... Uh, the Harry Potter thing? Alive. No, it wasn't Harry Potter. Um, man, I'm going to type in morning and see if that comes up. Okay. Mm. Oh, this is it. This I is definitely it. Oh. oh, that? Wake yes. up. It's time for the nor- Northern Nights. <laughs> Go outside. Do we have a picnic lunch for you to take with you? Look at this guy. I'm sorry. I'm 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 a little tired. Can you step it up a little bit? (laughs) All right. Uh, Let me see. One other story. I guess I I was trying to find stories that all tie together, but I just can't. You couldn't find uh, nine Uh, Northern Light stories. I don't have another celestial story uh, that's ready to go. Uh, but I did want to mention this because um, it, it's an anniversary that took place yesterday. Yes. And I don't want to get too far away from Pierre it. Pierre did a great job covering it. Of uh, um, Live Aid. No. <laughs> oh. Different anniversary. I was going to say, this is Legally Blonde came out 20 oh. years ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, too diametrically opposed. Uh, dude, also Point Break That's came great. out like uh, however many years ago as well. 1991. Yesterday? It was 30 years ago. Oh. Uh, Oh man! I've been, so I've been, I've been on a Point Break run. They were showing it again yesterday. There must have been one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and I was just flipping through. What part did I come upon? It wasn't a bad. Oh, it was at the end. Oh, the it dance was, off. When, when it, no, no, not the dance off. When he's at <laughs> Bell's Beach. Yeah, and uh, you know, came across an unclaimed piece of meat in San Antonio. Turned out to be Rosie. <laughs> Guess he picked a knife fight with somebody a little better. <laughs> <laughs> He's so bad, but so, so good at it. But, uh, yeah, so that came out 30 years ago? 30 years ago, I think, J- July so 12th, yeah. 30 Legally Blonde is 20, right? Yes. Legally Blonde is 20 years Were ago. Were you a fan of Legally Blonde? Yeah, it's, it's a, a cute movie. movie. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. And they're making Reese another one, right? Uh, yes. They already made a second one. They no, 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 no. Uh, one that's a, yeah, that there's hasn't another one. Yeah, uh, that they're, and, I, and I don't know what, I think they're in the beginning stages of that. Uh, Nick, but yeah, 20 years ago, Legally Blonde came out. 
uh, instantly became a hit, dubbed a feminist masterpiece, and cemented Reese Witherspoon and other cast members as A-list celebrities. I don't know if I call it a masterpiece, but I, yeah. I would call it a lot of fun. Yeah, and she was like, back off, War Child, seriously. Remember um, that part? No, I don't. No, so, back off, War Child, seriously. Um, some of its stars... <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge, Jessica Caulfield, and uh, Matthew Davis shared some secrets over the New York Times as they were looking back uh, about uh, creating the bend and snap and toning down their raunchy script and their the, real-life crushes on the castmates. The original script was apparently more um, more uh, R-ish in its uh, in tone. Now, they uh, are they debuting or are they... Uh, does it, Has it existed for a while, the Legally Blonde musical, the Broadway musical? It's been out for a little bit. It's been, it's running? Well, I mean, I don't know what's running these right. days, but... It came but, out in 2007. Oh, okay. In 2007? So yeah. it's 2008 now. Wow, okay. And the uh, the third one, Legally Blonde 3, is being written... Uh, oh. Mindy Kaling is one what of the What about the Broadway musical? Yeah, I thought you were talking about the Broadway musical. It was. It came out in 2007? Yes. Wow, okay. And Legally Blonde 3 is being written and produced right now. Okay. By Mindy Kaling. Yeah. So, uh, Jennifer Coolidge uh, revealed the sobering moment when she first attempted the infamous bend and snap move, uh, which has a, quote, 98% success rate of getting a man's attention. Uh, while Witherspoon had quickly picked up the move, Coolidge admitted that it didn't come very easily to her, uh, but it wasn't supposed to. She said, one day I said to the choreographer, I'm not L, I'm the other character, Paulette, and I wouldn't be really good at the bend and snap. That's not who I am. Uh, she said, and the choreographer said, Jennifer, you need to learn this dance number and do your very best because even if you're trying to do your very best, you will still be the worst dancer. Uh, so she said Thank it was a very sobering <laughs> moment, but she was right. And apparently the choreography, Tony Basil. Tony Basil. Oh, yeah. Mickey, you're so fine. Yep, that was that was her. She was hired to work on the Bend and Snap musical number after uh, the movie was made up by uh, one of the writers, Kristen Smith, in a hotel bar. Or the move was made up yeah. in a hotel bar. Uh, she said, I choreographed the iconic things for David Bowie and Tina Turner, she said. But people interview me and they go, you did the bend and snap? And it's like, what a one and, and a half minute number in a movie, but it was such an integral part. Uh, so I had no idea that she was... The one who had uh, done the, the choreography. Yeah. She's, she's done a lot of uh, famous choreography. So Mindy Kaling's a huge Reese Witherspoon fan, and she, uh, on the uh, on her show, uh, she had a Christmas episode, and she had a wreath Witherspoon, That's which right. is a Christmas wreath with right. her pictures all over it. Uh, the cast also admitted several behind-the-scenes crushes, like Coolidge, who didn't have to act too hard for her on-screen romance. She said, I had a crush... Um, Bruce Thomas, who played my UPS man, she said. Uh, but he was married, and he had a beautiful wife and children, so I had to shut that off. I didn't have to act or get excited when he walked in. It was all true to life. The second one was not as good, but the, obviously the first one was the one that caught all the uh, the fire, as they say. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the second one. Uh, I don't remember. She goes to Washington, yeah, and yeah. Uh, she gets involved in politics. Oh, okay. And she's uh, assassinated. <laughs> Paul Field, who plays Elle's best friend and uh, Delta News sister Margot, uh, called out Matthew Davis, who played Elle's ex, uh, Warner, and becomes engaged to Selma Blair's character, Vivian. She said, I think Davis had a crush on everybody. <laughs> said at one point he had a crush on Alana, who had played Serena. Uh, but Davis did admit to his crush uh, to the Queen Blair. He said, I'll adore her till the day I die. 
I will always cherish her taking uh, care of me and looking after me because I was so damn green. Do you know what I love is, is uh, you know, obviously of all the horrendous things that were a product of the uh, the pandemic in the past year plus, the um, push to do reunion, you know, uh, yeah. video podcasts yeah. uh, of different casts. and uh, That was fun. It was really good, and it's something that should continue because we do like to catch up and see where people are, you know, and and uh, and it's it's cool when the cast has stayed together and stayed friendly. Yeah, and uh, it's something that means a lot to you. Remember, we had all of the O'Neaters on. Yes, at one time for yeah. an interview, we had uh, the Wonders from yes. the movie The Wonders. We had all those guys on. That was, re- and it was all because of um, the the pandemic and yep. people doing these reunions. And it was doing great these watch parties, and it was so cool. I loved it. You're right; that needs to continue. Yes, but well, uh, we let's. I mean, we'll, we, let's see what we can pull together because we've talked about this before. We actually had a list going of some some movies to explore, and that that guy, that girl from that movie, yeah, that like like for example, I was doing some due diligence to get the um, Ben Gazzara's girlfriend from Roadhouse. Oh my god, because she's she's done a whole bunch of stuff. She has a career, and so I'm still working that one. But it would be cool to get that person because yeah. they'll give you a take on the filming of a movie like that. That you wouldn't get otherwise. What movie do you like better, Roadhouse or Point Break? I Point Break. I like Point Break better. You like yeah. Roadhouse better. Roadhouse. I've seen. I, I've seen Roadhouse more. I. I definitely. I've probably seen Roadhouse eighty times. I think. I, I think I like uh, Point Break better because it's got. More legitimate moments of action, yeah. and and a thrill. <laughs> you, you don't think the action, the fight scenes? Yeah. Are, I mean, where's the guy's throat out? Which has the cornier dialogue point break? I would say, right? Ooh, I don't know, Mijo. Like <laughs> They're neck and neck. <laughs> I thought he did. What's your name, Mijo? Uh, also, Pain don't hurt. Um, I mean, Roadhouse this. has boobs. Roadhouse does have boobs. Be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. What if it calls that. my mother a whore? <laughs> All right, that's a pretty damn... We should go toe-to-toe corniest lines from Roadhouse and Point Break. Because there's a ton of and them. And see which ones match up. The great thing also is how, how Keanu delivers so many of those bad lines in Point Break. Uh-huh. Um, I love this whole... We're watching the sequence now where Sam Elliott comes in and he's got that grizzled... And he's, he's this guy who's a, like a, a cooler... And his hair is always in front of his eyes. Yeah. It'd be tough to see when you're fighting. Steve, I know you have conflicting feelings about Gary Busey, but Gary Busey in Point Break is kind of he's cartoony, great. lovable. He's lovable, great. He's kind of he's kind of roly-poly. Yeah. I think Gary Busey's a great actor. I think he's also a scene eater. Right. So you put him in, in a movie, <laughs> and he'll go crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. I, but then, yet his Buddy Holly, the Buddy Holly movie, which I know Paul McCartney can't stand. But I happen to think it's really good. Um, he's great. All right. So you have uh, the the constant, which is Patrick Swayze. And then you got your variables, right? So you got your Busey and your uh, Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Then you have your Sam Elliott. And then who else? Kelly, uh, whatever her name is. Kelly. Oh, uh, uh, Kel- uh, yeah. Kelly Lynch. Yeah. Okay. You have. Drug drugstore cowboy. You have actual musicians in uh, Jeff Healy and. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Kiedis. Kiedis. Right. Okay. Okay. They're basically the same movie. Yeah. So, think about it. Catherine uh, Bigelow did uh, Point Break. And yes, she, Herlocker. Yeah, she's an incredible director. Right. And who I, did Roadhouse? So then you have you have uh, surfing, and then you have martial arts. Right. Okay. On either side there. All right. I think the best pure scene for me, 
in Point Break is the skydiving scene. I love it. I think it's, it's pretty it's, awesome. It's shot really well, and uh, there's something kind of poetic about it. Um, is there a similar scene in Roadhouse? Yes. Is the there? The throat rip. Yeah, the throat <laughs> rip or uh, Ben Gazzara singing Shaboom. <laughs> <laughs> and just swerving back and forth, yes. running people off the street. Uh, he is he, Ben Gazzara, who's one of the great, great actors of all time, in a an absolutely over the top hyperbolic performance as the. It's like who in that town would live there with this freaking guy? Right. Uh, you know who who di- gets a monster truck and drives to a car dealership. Right. Uh, but. I love it. I love that movie. It is so bad and so wonderful. You know that movie is set in Missouri, Preston. Uh, yeah, yeah. I forgot where in Missouri. There, I watched this outside Kansas City. I think a documentary called "I Am Patrick Swayze," and it goes through the whole thing. And the guy whose throat he rips out in this movie, Uh like when he he um, he's like this this freaking guy. He was like really, and 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 he. They he they didn't like each other at the beginning because oh. the guy was a real legitimate martial artist, and then he's like he's really giving it his all, and they became best friends so much so that like he's crying talking about Patrick Swayze. That guy has one of my favorite lines of the movie, by the way. Oh yeah, you, you know what it is? I have guys. I used to f guys like you in prison. <laughs> Excuse me? Pardon? I'm, I'm no, sorry. I, I, I just gave him a hand job. Yes. <laughs> Oh, you're ratcheting it back now. Oh, oh. I didn't say you said it. You did that. <laughs> wow. This needs to be a poll, Marissa. Mm-hmm. Roadhouse versus Point Break. And then uh, Dirty mm-hmm. Dancing versus Ghost. We'll worry about that later. Right <laughs> oh, now, eye on the ball. Okay, okay. so like, like an honorable mention would go to Next of Kin. Ooh, Right, right, and that's a whole other series. Oh, so you that have wasn't to keep... nearly as big as these two movies. You, next again versus Red Dawn. Come on, let's stick to the <laughs> stick to the original <laughs> one. Because there's a direct. These are these are pinnacles of of hokey filmmaking. Yeah, and yet they're they're jewels. I mean, the, the absurdity of Point Break is is um is wonderful. I mean, in fact, that's sort of what keeps it going. I just, you know, these fight scenes that we watch are ridiculous because when you actually see real fight scenes, when somebody gets hit in that hit in the jaw, they go down like a ton of bricks and the fight is over. But these guys just take punch after punch mm, after punch. Yeah, not true. No? No. I did, I've seen plenty of videos of guys getting rapid fire punch in the face about 15 times and still standing up. Uh, I mean, you've seen them when they're going boom, 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 boom like that and they yeah. keep fighting. It's not a one-shot-and-done deal all the time. Now, you can also punch somebody one time. They fall down, they hit the gr- hit their head on the ground and die. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Uh, but it, it can happen. But they're not as orchestrated as these Well, yeah, they're, are, they're making them. Uh, There's a, a story I was um, listening to. It was um, the guy who played, um, and I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Every, Kathy, you know, the, who played the Green Hornet on the original TV <laughs> I think his name is Guy Williams. Anyway, uh, but anyway, he was talking about Bruce Lee, and Bruce Lee had a big issue, Preston, with the stunt coordinators mm-hmm. when he got to to America, or when he got to working in films in, in America because he'd done some stuff overseas. And um, you know, he's the the main stunt coordinator on the Green Hornet. He had this constant issue, like, oh, uh, you know, he was tapping the the stunt guys, and the stunt guys didn't like him. And so the the, the they said, well, here, why don't you direct the next fight scene? And Bruce Lee directed the next fight scene, and they ran the 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 dailies for him to show how horrible it looked. Oh wow! Because Bruce Lee, as the fighter, didn't realize that because 
the way he believes the fight is going in his mind as a participant right. is not the way the camera needs to capture the fight right, to right. sell the drama. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. movies, man. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Van Williams, is that Van name? Williams, that's, that's it, yes. That's played him. All right. Well, interesting. Well, we'll pop that up as a... Uh, uh, as a, a poll, and I would actually like to do a side by side comparison of Let's collect scenes the, that match up. Collect the ten. We'll do it. We'll collect the ten worst lines from both movies. Right. Yeah, I mean, we'll the worst meaning the best because yes. we left out uh, Lori Petty. She would be the mm. the Kelly Lynch, Lori Petty. Yeah. <laughs> I have my issues with Lori Petty. So do I. You do really? So yeah. do I. Okay, thank you. I don't think she's all that awesome. I okay. And I don't think Keanu would, would that that would not be the girl I'd go for. On I the thought beach. it was. I thought it was just me because after she he comes out and meets her and uh, nice and, to meet you. And, <laughs> I'm just coming to help you on the beach. No, you're not really. <laughs> really. Do you have to throw a ring into a volcano, man? I'm going, then, I'm going then, back in the ocean. Busey, Busey goes, you know, oh, he starts reading off her stats. Blue hair, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, black, or no, not blue hair, blue eyes, black hair, blah, and well, yeah, there's a reason you want to go after her. And I'm like, she's not that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're the girl. <laughs> You're, let me read that again. Oh, wow. This is disturbing. Dude, Patrick Swayze's hair is longer than her hair. Right. She was tank girl. Yeah. Laura Petty played Tank Girl. Yeah, Remember that yeah. movie? And she was Kit. In, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't want to dislike her because she liked a tweet of mine once. So I... No, no, no. no. <laughs> she's great. Like she's great. I like her, and I think she's cute. I do. It, it's, like, not... it's like uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal in uh, Dark Knight. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Yeah. And you are beautiful. You... No, you're not. <laughs> Did you see Batman Begins, Joker? You're okay. <laughs> you're Katie Holmes. See my first girlfriend? <laughs> Same I wonder character. why people are saying you're beautiful. Because it's in the script. Yeah. <laughs> How about the ballet uh, chicks that he takes on the... on the? Yeah, right? Yes. We're going to, we're going to go uh, abscond yeah. to uh, Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And I mean, listen, we're, we're, I'm not looking at the creatures we are, but I'm, I'm saying a lot of times if they're going to try to sell something like that, like that in the movie, yeah. like Laurie Petty would not be the, my first go-to for the, yeah. you know... I wonder if they tried to cast somebody first and then Laurie Petty was well, available. Kathy Bates was busy. <laughs> Terrible. The poll keeps going back and forth. Yeah, like, there's going to be a, a battle royale wow. between Point Break and Roadhouse. So it's on our President Steve Twitter account. If you would like to weigh in, we'd love to have your input. <clears throat> we all win because they're they're yeah. both they're both sensationally oh. bad and wonderful movies. They're the best, yeah, yeah absolute best. Speaking of wonderful movies, we just mentioned this earlier. We are looking for the Harry Potter expert. We is the return of the battle of the self-proclaimed experts. And if you are fully immersed into both the books and the movies, uh, then you can qualify. But you need to tell us why you're an expert. And then in a couple of weeks, we'll have uh, two contestants in to battle it out live in the air. This actually is one of the, uh, when you talk about the glow for someone who can have bragging rights on Harry Potter, Mm. this is going to mean a lot. Go to PrestonSteve.com, get yourself entered, and uh, you never know. We might have you in here to face off against a worthy competitor. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, get some bizarre file stories when we return. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Hey, it's Marcus. Imagine a world without cancer. Help make it a reality. Join me and Team WMMR on Sunday, September 19th for the 49th Annual American Cancer Society Bikeathon. We'll start by crossing the Ben Franklin Bridge, and there are multiple starting points in New Jersey. Each Team WMMR rider gets an official team T-shirt. Registration and complete details at WMMR.com. 
The ACS Bikeathon. Another way 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Finally. It's brought to you this morning by Educational Data Systems. You can match your skills and apply to thousands of job listings at pacareerlinkchesco.org. We'll begin with this. A heavily tattooed body modification addict dubbed the human Satan has (laughs) suffered complications following corrective surgery and will have to undergo a further operation. Uh, Michael Ferro Prado of Brazil underwent liposuction and a tummy tuck in March. He had excess skin and his belly button removed. So that was one of his modifications. Uh, he was a very fat Satan. His belly button removed. Does uh, Satan not have a belly button? I assume not, right? I don't know. Uh, the tattoo artist said he recovered well, but noticed there was uh, still a little excess skin left behind, so he had corrective surgery on June 28th. Michael says he is still in pain and cannot move around. He underwent surgery as his 15-inch-long open wound oh, may be infected. 15-inch to cover up a navel? Yeah. Uh, so well, we're looking but, at a picture of this guy. I've seen this guy before. He had his, his nose totally effed up. Yeah. Like like, like, a, like a beast nose. Yeah, he had some of that cartilage removed. Uh, Carol, who Jesus. also had a number of body modifications and is dubbed the Demoness, did a live stream on social media to ask for donations from the public to pay for a procedure which will be carried out at a private hospital at an unclosed date. Now, he works at a kinder care, right? Michael's body modifications include horns implanted in his forehead, uh, the removal of part of his nose, ears, and even his ring finger, and the addition of silver dentures. 85% of his body is tattooed as well. So, uh, you know, who knows what the complications will be from having literally a chunk of your nose whittled away so someone looking directly at him can look right into his nasal passages. Yeah, it's What will wild. that do over a long time? Yeah. Hundreds of syringes found washed up on beaches along the Jersey Shore over Yay! the weekend. Have forced lifeguards to prevent families from going into the water. Beach patrollers picked up dozens of needles on the sand of Monmouth Beach just uh, on Sunday. Uh, they were spotted warning beachgoers that there was a high risk of stepping on the needles if they were to go into the water. Well, you can disgusting. use them as cannons when you make fecal matter forts. <laughs> uh, the syringes have been washing ashore from Sandy Hook to Long Branch after Jeez. days of storms. It's due to the sewer systems in New York City and North Jersey bordering the New York Harbor that release sewer dr- during uh, heavy rain. Based on past investigations, many of the needles were found uh, that were found are likely from diabetics... <sighs> Flushing their used needles down the toilet. I didn't realize you could flush a needle down a toilet. No, Maybe it's not the. It, it, yeah. It's probably not the whole uh, hypodermic. Just the just needle. The, the needle part of it. Um, oh, dear God. Uh, Did you guys yeah. have turd fights over the weekend? You shouldn't be doing that. Remember uh, my friend's kid on the beach um, picked yes. up a tampon uh, applicator and said, "Look, I found a sand shooter." <laughs> we found a uh, walking through the park in, in our area a uh, used condom oh, this past man. weekend. Yeah, oh, it's so mm-hmm. nice down there. Uh, workers at Seven Presidents Park, just south of uh, Monmouth Beach, also tried to warn people to be careful after more than a hundred syringes were recovered. Wow. Uh, let's see here. A new TikTok trend of people using Mr. Clean, a Mr. Clean product to whiten their teeth. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it is not safe, doctors and dentists say. Uh, the trend started last month when a user named uh, Heather Dunn 
uh, posted a TikTok video showing how she whitens her teeth with a small piece of magic eraser. She's a moron. Magic erasers are cleaning sponges that contain chemicals that are harmful if used on skin or ingested, according to doctors and the product's packaging. Is, does TikTok exist actually to thin the herd? Uh, yeah, right? yeah. uh, she wrote, yes, I am prepared for all the dentists that are going to come on here and be like, don't do it. She's crazy. Well, I don't care. I go to the dentist and I don't tell them what I do. But they're like, you have the healthiest, strongest, cleanest teeth. And I'm like, why, thank you. And they're like, you're an idiot. Uh, step number one, she said, I don't use any fluoride at all. When the dentist says, use your fluoride, don't rinse. Um, No, I don't do that. Number two, I do something called oil pulling. Uh, look, I look it up on YouTube, and I use coconut oil. Number three, and here is where uh, you all gasp, this is a magic eraser. Yeah, that's what I said. I take a little tiny piece of it and wet it. Don't touch your gums. I've been doing it for like two years. Yeah. Uh, now, according to a viral response video, Dr. Benjamin Winters, an orthodontist in Texas, was shocked by the video. He said, excuse me, is that a magic eraser? Uh, she's afraid that she's afraid of fluoride, but she's cool with using a magic eraser on her teeth. A magic eraser is actually made of melanine foam. It's basically foam that's hard as glass and acts as a really abrasive sandpaper. Jeez. Meaning, yeah, your teeth are white because you scrubbed all the enamel off of it. So they said, do not do that. Why don't you just hold your, your teeth, teeth up to a belt sander? It's similar yeah. in that. Uh, well, this is uh, pretty excessive. A Chicago-based rapper was shot and killed after he was struck by 64 bullets across the street from the jail that he had just been released from on Saturday. Bummer. Rapper KTS Dre was ambushed by more than one assailant in the Little Village neighborhood of Chicago shortly after exiting the infamous jail. An unidentified 60-year-old woman who was with KTS Dre was struck once in the knee. She's expected to survive. Another had got a graze uh, in the mouth by one of the bullets. So he steps out of jail and gets killed in a hail of bullets. Yeah. Gates huh. was rushed to the hospital. He was officially pronounced dead. He was outfitted with an electronic monitoring device, then released. He was walking with the older woman to a waiting vehicle when several unknown suspects exited two separate vehicles and all began to shoot in his direction, striking him numerous times. The gang stuff in Chicago is just unbelievable. Uh, police are hoping that the shooters will be identified at uh, as the block where KTS DRE or Dre was uh, shot is uh, equipped with multiple surveillance cameras. So, wow. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file. We have a secret text word that we need a winner for. Kathy, can I get a number caller, please? Sure, seven. All right, seventh caller, 215-263-WNMR. You get to take a shot at it. Give us a call. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And here we are, 21 minutes after 10 o'clock on a uh, Wednesday. And I think we were looking for a winner, weren't we? Yeah. Caller number seven. Let's uh, see if we can find a secret text word winner. So caller number seven is Willie. Hey there, Willie. I take you physically. (laughs) All right, Willie, do me a favor. Tell me that secret text word, please. Broken. Broken, yeah. Yeah. Hang on just a second, my man. What, did I hear chit-chat? Was that the beginning of this? By myself, I'll take this physically. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Willie, hang on. We're going to set you up with 
Digital download of Mortal Kombat, Earth's greatest champions must battle to decide the fate of their realm and the universe. It's no cartoon or game. This is real. It's a this fun movie. This is real. That Mortal Kombat was real. You can own it now on digital yes. and 4K Ultra HD, by the way. All right, uh, today's lesson question uh, prize we have is a digital download of Quiet Place 2. And the question we're going to go with today is, according to Casey, your lungs are made up made up of bronchial what? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know that term. Your lungs are made up of bronchial what? 215-263-WMMR. If you know, call now and let's see if you can get it right. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And this morning it's brought to you by uh, Dermatology and Dermatology uh, Association of Plymouth Meeting. And they're recruiting for vitiligo study to test and investigation investigational treatment. That's very interesting. Adults 1875 can register. Reimbursement may be available. More information at PlymouthMeetingDermatology.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Sylvester Stallone says Conor McGregor would be foolish to say no to a Jake Paul fight because of the huge payout. Sly says McGregor should grab the money now before he ends up pillow-fighting Octomom for Damon Fellman. Oh, my God. Tristan Thompson appearing to threaten Lamar Odom on Instagram after Odom complimented a bikini pic of Khloe Kardashian. Thompson says Odom has no right to flirt with the woman he's chosen to spend the rest of his life cheating on. <laughs> and finally, rapper Takashi 69 is being sued by Japanese tattoo artist Takashi M for falsely suggesting he is a heroin addict. Takashi M says such a smear could ruin his reputation on Takashi Island, where everyone is named Takashi. <laughs> that's your Hollywood track. Well, let's go to the phone, see if we can get an answer. So, according to Casey, your lungs are made up, made up of bronchial what? And I will go to John. Hey, John, good morning, man. Hey, how are you? Good. All right, John, so your lungs are made up, made up of bronchial what? Thingies. Thingies. Yeah. You got it, bud. Hang on. For John, we have a digital download of A Quiet Place Part 2, starring Emily Blunt. And it's available now on digital with exclusive bonus content, including director John Krasinski's deeper look into the world of A Quiet Place. It's in stores on 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray July 27th, rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. Let's get into music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you by Horizon. Their complete multi-point AC tune-up is just $59. Plus, you can book a full heating tune-up for just $39. Visit horizonservices.com today. We'll start with the band Kill Switch Engage. They're going to perform a streaming event called Atonement, Self-Titled, Vaccinated, and Intoxicated on Friday. Uh, August 6th, that is, at 7 p.m. Uh, the entire performance will be available on demand for 48 hours after the original airing. Atonement, self-titled, vaccinated, and intoxicated will take place at the Palladium in Worcester in the band's native Massachusetts. Uh, They will perform their 2019 Atonement album in its entirety, as well as their self-titled debut album, which was released in 2000. HBO last week released the trailer for its documentary, Woodstock 99, Peace, Love, and Rage. That is a wild trailer, man. It is. Casey, did you go to this one? Yeah, I was at that one. Man. It looks, well, obviously we knew it went down, Case, but this would be 
I think I sent you the trailer when it first came out. It's going to be of interest to you because it's clearly about the carnage. I watched it all descend into madness. And, uh, you know, I actually had a couple of <laughs> funny and magical experiences there. <laughs> Uh, but it was, um, it, you know, you just saw the writing on the wall, and it just slowly but surely just degenerates. Did, yeah, yeah. You know, in the trailer, they talk about the vibe, and Moby specifically is like, it just felt bad when it, we got. It there. was a bad vibe. I was going to ask you. Yeah. It, so you felt it when you got there. I didn't like the people that were there. Interesting. Um, you know, there there were a couple of people that uh, you know I, I ended up like meeting and getting along with, but you're just overall like I just didn't feel a connection with the people there at all. A lot of a uh, lot of bros, you know. Type well, of thing, or... I, dude, I don't even know. By like bros, it, I mean, you know, I'm a badass type of guy. Kind of, yeah. kind of. And when you when you have, there were so many different types of bands there. And when one of those bands is like Megadeth, and and then you have like Alanis Morissette and Guster and Red Hot Chili Peppers, like it's yeah. Just, and then yeah. you have Limp Bizkit, you know, giving you a different vibe, right? It, yeah. All right. Uh, the film uh, will be, let's see, premiering July 23rd on HBO and streaming on HBO Max. Woodstock 99 Music Festival held July 22nd to the 25th in 1999 Rome, New York. And it commemorated the 30th anniversary of the original 1969 Woodstock concert and came out five years after Woodstock 94. The documentary shows how Woodstock 99 spiraled out of control. Restrooms. Leaked into the blazing heat and mosh pits exploded in violence. Yeah, they didn't clean the um, porta pots at all. They show pictures of some of these decimated porta pots. There was that. There was uh, there was a sexual assault. There were bonfires out of control. They were burning food trucks. It was, it was a nightmare. Woodstock '99 is the first in a series of music box documentaries created by Bill Simmons. Garrett Price directed Woodstock '99. Uh, Price interviewed Woodstock '99 organizers Michael Lang and John Schur. Uh, performers Tariq, Blackfoot, Trotter of the Roots, Jonathan Davis of Corn, Moby, Jewel, and more also participated in the film. How many days were you there, Case? Were you there for the full run? Yeah. 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 Oh, man. And, you know, and, and I was stuck there because we took a bus. It was, yeah. you know, through uh, Y100. They sent me up there as a correspondent. I could barely even get a phone signal. You ever talk to Pierre about it? Because he was there, too. No. I'm uh, interested to hear what his perspective on, probably on it is. Probably the same. I don't know. I've heard him echo. Yeah. yeah. The, uh that there were some good aspects with the displeasure. Uh, and wasn't the venue changed sort of at the last, within the last couple of weeks leading up? I don't I don't recall. I yeah. know it was in, in Rome, New York. And, I mean, at one point there was, like, a garbage fight over my campsite. And, uh, and at one point, like, there was a bag coming right at me, like a plastic bag. And I kind of caught it midair yeah. by the handle yeah. and swung it. That bag was filled with crap. Ugh. Oh, my God. And th- like fifteen dollar waters, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, crazy. Well, yeah. Future music box documentaries airing in the fall will include films about Alanis Morissette, uh, DMX, Kenny G, Juice World, and Robert Stigwood. Metallica has dropped a total of four versions of their legendary Black Album classic, The Unforgiven. Fans are already raving about the band's own May Fourteenth, nineteen ninety one, Rough Mix which will be featured on the band's upcoming massive 30th anniversary box set uh, for the Black Album, which is set for release on September 10th. Also released are new versions, and we have some clips of these, of the tune by indie band Diet Sig, a Mexican-based rendition from Hash, and one by Shore Police, which Rolling Stone reported as is the duo of Bollywood composer-producer Clinton Carejo and singer-songwriter Bianca Gomez. And Indian rappers Divine and Vishal Dal, 
uh, Dadlani. Uh, the trio turned the song into a booming industrial cut tinged with elements of metal, hard rock, and rap. We have a couple of versions. Yeah, those exact versions you mentioned are the ones we have. Yep, here is the uh, one from Short Police, last one I was talking about. What I felt, what I know. Here's one from Hash. Let's try that one out. What I felt, what I've known, never shine through what I've shown. Never be, never see, won't see what might have been. What I felt, what I've known, never shine through what I've shown. Never free, never me. So I dub the unforgiving. Nice, a beautiful melody yeah. when you have somebody who's more of a singer than James Hadfield is. Yeah. Who was that? I didn't recognize that artist. They were called Hash. Or no, I'm sorry, that was... Uh, no, that, yeah, that was, was Hot Ash or Hash. Hash, H- okay. H-A asterisk Ash. I'm calling it Hash. Hash. You know, so... Got it. All right, and this one is from Diet Sig. Here we go. Great melody, so it's but it's interesting to hear it. Other than different uh, riffs, yeah, Metallica playing it. Uh, one last story: Poison drummer Ricky Rocket revealed he tested positive for COVID nineteen despite being fully vaccinated. Uh, they reported that uh, Rocket, who successfully battled throat cancer in recent years, uh, took to YouTube to address fans, explaining that his son first tested positive before he himself started to feeling ill, uh, suffering from runny nose, dry mouth, chills, and soaking wet sweats. Uh, he said, guess what? I'm vaccinated, fully vaccinated, and I've been vaccinated for months. And I don't know if this is the Delta variant, but every physician I've spoken to said that it has every hallmark of being the Delta variant. Uh, the drummer, who is now nearly symptom-free, went on to say that his previous health issues may have had made him more susceptible to the virus and added, you're probably thinking to yourself, vaccinated and you still got COVID? Do you feel like an idiot for getting vaccinated? No. The reason I don't feel that way is because I know that this would be way worse, especially if it were the Delta variant. So well, It's like when we get the flu shot, you, you can still get the flu. Yeah, yeah. The, the hope is is that it, it mitigates, you know, the, the brunt of it. Yep. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in uh, Music News. We have one final break to take, so let's do that. And when we return, uh, we will get the letter today for the week, see what's coming up tomorrow and all that good stuff. So stay there. We'll be right back. Why have you asked? Dropkick Murphys. Foo Fighters. Black Pumas. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. 
We are wrapping up uh, today's program. Thank you to the gang at uh, uh, Fox Good Day uh, for joining us on today's show. Other than that, we've just been giving stuff away, talking, having a good time. That's what it's all about, my friends. Uh, Pierre Robert is in the studio, ready to join us. Hey, man. Good day, kids. How you doing, dude? I was at Woodstock 99. I knew it. All I was at Woodstock 94 and 99. Um, and uh, the problem with Woodstock 99 was that it was on a Air Force base. Right. It was on a closed Air Force base. And baking hot, right? Baking hot on the, on the concrete. There was no farmland. 94, Woodstock 94, was on a farm in Saugerties. Woodstock 99 had two stages. The big stage at one end of the runway, the smaller stage at the other end of the runway, and a, a, a rave where the airplanes got serviced uh, in the hangars is where the raves were at night. Yeah. I actually found solace in there during the day. That was the uh, Independent Film Channel uh, tent, so okay. to speak. And it was so hot, but at least it was cooler in there. Right. So I, would, I actually spent a lot of time in there just laying down, <laughs> just trying to cool off. They had made a, a peace sign with um, with uh, um, pizza boxes <laughs> at the center of the runway, in between the one stage and the other. Uh, anyway, uh, it was it, there was moments of okayness, but uh, it did start to disintegrate at the end. And the Peppers were supposed to do a tribute to Jimi Hendrix, right? And uh, right, and then John Cher, the one of the uh, promoters, came out during their set. And said, someone has lit one fire over there. Please don't light any fires. To which the audience heard, please light more fires. Uh, right, yeah. And then it just started a whole thing. And um, it wasn't pleasant. That wasn't the, um, the was it the other Woodstock um, where they were hurling clumps of muddy hay? That was 94. Stage? That was 94. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was on a real farm. And it right. rained. It poured. Mm. And that, uh, Green Day set is legendary for that. It's crazy. It was a mud fest. Yeah. Did you yeah. feel the vibe? And we were talking about that earlier. Like Casey was saying, he just felt like a negative vibe when he got to Woodstock '99. That it was just there was this sense of some impending doom at, at no. points. You didn't feel that? No, I didn't okay. feel impending doom because um, I had so much fun at Woodstock '94. Mm. And I thought, you know, and I mean, I had just I said I must go. It's a pilgrimage because I want. You know, yeah. I saw the movie. From 68, and I go, oh, sure. my God, that was heaven, <laughs> which, of course, it really wasn't. <laughs> right. uh, but uh, having seen the movie, I thought as a young uh, a hippie in training, I'm thinking, oh, my God, that was just like, oh, what had I missed? And most I could do was uh, smoke a duber and go to the movie theater <laughs> and uh, and pretend I was there. So, um, But 94 was great fun. 99 had some moments, but it, it was challenged. Well, there's that. Uh, it's going to come out on HBO. They've got a documentary. Yeah. should be pretty interesting. It will be. All the, uh, the, the footage that they have and the interviews they do. Um, shall we get the letter from you? I think so. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter E as in energy. All right. And we have uh, two more letters to go. Then we give away $500 courtesy of Sony Pictures Escape Room Tournament of Champions plus a 10-person private escape room. Uh, at each of the four rooms at Bates Escape Rooms in Westchester and Fandango gift cards for all of you to see the film. Uh, it's an $1,850 total prize value. 
It is from Sony Pictures Escape Room Tournament of Champions, exclusively in movie theaters uh, Friday, by the way. So nice. We'll give that away on Friday. What's up on the program today, man? Uh, well, we will have workforce blocks of The Clash, Eagles, and Fuel. We will have another set of tickets. For the Hooters, uh, which we announced yesterday, evening uh, two evenings with the Hooters, October 22nd and 23rd at the Keswick Theater. They go on sale on Friday at 10 a.m. Uh, we will have a pair of tickets for uh, night number one, which will be the Friday evening show of that, October 22nd. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Case, what do you want to share? Well, Mr. Peanut. You know, Mr. Peanut broke his uh, jaw, and so I feel like we owe him uh, every ah, single request he asked. At the uh, at the Cardboard <laughs> Classic, yes. yes. So, uh, Mr. Peanut, Mike, his uh, his girlfriend, Lisa, is celebrating her 50th birthday today. Oh, so she's 50 years old? I know. She looks 23, she doesn't she? does not yeah. look that at yeah. all. Wow. Good on you. Yeah. Happy birthday to Happy you, Lisa. Happy birthday, Miss Lisa. Nice. All right, so I would like to thank our sponsors. President and Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President and Steve Show. Also, Acme, everything you need to prep for the summer season. Acme, fresh food, local flavors. And also, Polar Seltzer, refreshingly natural. Polar Seltzer. Uh, tomorrow on the program, a uh, gentleman named Joe Romero. Uh, he is an underwater cinematographer yeah, yeah, yeah. for Shark Week. That's wow. amazing. Dude has seen some stuff. Wow. And this this year's sort of the stuff they got has been amazing. So we will talk to him. And we'll remind you as well because the uh, it's going back and forth. Our poll, <laughs> like Point Break or Roadhouse. Second to second. You yeah. have to pick one. And it's, yeah. it keeps going back and forth. It is neck <laughs> and neck. Right now, Point Break has an edge at 52%. Right. Well, let's see what you think. You can check that out of the Preston and Steve Twitter account. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat ba 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 ba